is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for June 1st, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York, as always. Joined by my very good friend, Jesse, 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 Jesse. Man, oh man, oh man. I'm still feeling it, bro. I'm still feeling it, man. There, What a show, man. Holy shit, bro. I, I mean... What a show. Easily, easily, easily one of the best dynamites that Tony Khan has produced in all three years that they've been with Time Warner, man. I'm not even going to waste any time. We're not going to joke around like we usually do in the beginning of the show. Man, we're going to get right into it. I want to issue an apology to MJF, and I want to issue an apology for getting riled up on on Saturday uh, afternoon. Uh, Sunday afternoon, rather, with episode 432. Uh, I was, and many others as well, clearly the media, the uh, fake media in the IWC got played like a fucking fiddle. We all got played like fiddles. Them even more so than plebeians like me. But, Jesse, everybody got worked. Everybody got played. Looking back at what happened, double or nothing weekend, Saturday in Vegas, with MJF supposedly leaving the fan fest and being caught quote unquote in the casino gambling during the fan fest. Uh, it, it looks like looking back at it, that this was all one huge, big elaborate work planned by Tony Khan and MJF. Now I'm not saying that there isn't issues. I, I do believe, and I truly do believe in my soul that MJF is a little disrespected. He's feeling disrespected, rightfully so that WWE people you know, ex-WWE superstars have come on into AEW, have made more money than him. Tony Khan is showing them preferential treatment. Uh, I'm assuming MJF feels like the aura of the company is changing from what was day one to what we see now. I do believe, Jesse, that all of MJF's gripes are legit. But we, and I said this on Twitter, bro, we right now, after tonight, not only was this one of the greatest promos that I've ever witnessed in all of my years watching pro wrestling, it, it mixed reality. It mixed uh, a bunch of everything we love about pro wrestling, plus everything that MJF is truly feeling. It really makes for a great promo. What we watched tonight was one of the greatest pro wrestling promos of our generation. And what we may be looking at right now is probably the biggest storyline since CM Punk's pipe bomb in Vegas, going into Chicago, taking the WWE title away from John Cena, and leaving the company as a quote-unquote free agent. This actually may be bigger than that when Punk and Cena did it in Chicago, bro. This is something that is going to be generational. This is something that is going to go down 
and people are going to remember it for a lifetime. And this right now, not only solidified MJF, there's not even anybody on the top of that mountain, bro. Best deal in the business. This solidified him as the fucking man in this business, in this industry, for decades to come, man. I'm fucking still feeling it. I got chills. Yeah. No, it's uh, pretty, very well put, man. I don't know how much to fucking add to that. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Now, listen, <laughs> I'm watching this, man. I'm prepared. You took I'm all fucking, the good stuff. I'm man. fucking excited, man. Listen, man, we're going to talk about what the fuck all this means, but, I mean, tell me what you were feeling during this promo, man. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. When, um, okay, so... Here's the thing. I I didn't I never wanted to believe this was a shoot, but I was forced into believing it because guys like Meltzer and Sap get fucking worked. And before you add this, Jesse, I know you and I talked about this, and I, I know you mentioned it on my Twitter spaces. It looks like all of these people, Meltzer, Sap, Alvarez, and, and Mike Johnson, they may have been in on it, but it looks like they weren't. It looks like Tony Khan and MJF played them, the media, as fools. No, no, no. I, ref- no, I, I, I do not. I do not believe for half of a second that uh, SRS uh, would risk his integrity in what he does to sell a story. I mean, so they had to. They had to have. They had yes. to have sold it to the dirt sheets. Yes. So, for that being that alone being said, I mean, it can't be that hard to. Again, I, I always um, go back to when this company managed to keep um, Brody Lee's condition one hundred percent secret. Mm-hmm. I mean. They are the masters at controlling the the internet narrative as it pertains to information getting out to the fans. So that being said, um, all they had to do was sell this to guys like Sap, Meltzer, Alvarez, and then after that, you know, it takes care of itself. Because if they start screaming it's a work, then that's what we're gonna believe. You know, we're gonna think it's a we're gonna think it's a shoot. Um, and then they're going to say, um, yeah, we think it's a shoot. We don't know. But if they're all convinced that it's a work, then they're going to say, trust me, it's not a shoot. You know, I, 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 trust me, it's not a work. It's a shoot. It's a shoot, you know. And then, OK, well, shit, well, we're stuck believing it, man. We, I mean, what, a good 80 percent of our news sources come from these guys. Yeah. So, you know, eventually, and if it goes on long enough, you left with nothing to do but believe it, you know, so. Like, all right, well, let's just go with it, you know, being reality. So we just we all did that. But the second they advertised him to be on the show live tonight, I knew something was up. Like, I don't know what was going on here. There's something don't sound right. But the second he came out of that tunnel with a microphone, I knew it was all at work. There is no way on God's green earth, no way in hell this guy would have did what he did to AEW and then be on television by himself live with a microphone the next day. And the, There's no way. And the one thing, Jesse, that really kind of made you and me think, all right, this is, he's on TV. This is all the work now. And, and this is going to go down for uh, the history books as one of the greatest things that we see on national television when it comes to professional wrestling. The one moment that we both took away from the pay-per-view was him being in that match with Wardlow and legitimately getting buried. He, he got squashed. MJF doesn't go into a pay-per-view match in a high-profile match like that with a storyline that's been built for three years to go in there and get zero offense and get powerbombed 10 times, only then to be gurneyed out of the building and seemingly there be, rid off, be written off television. 
Yeah. So when, when he was announced this afternoon, he wasn't even announced by Tony Khan on the fucking on Twitter. I want you guys to be very well aware. Tony Khan did not he announced everything else on the show on Twitter. Tony Khan announced everything but MJF segment. The All Elite Wrestling official Twitter account promoted MJF only for Dynamite tonight. And then when he came out after what we saw mixed with that. Uh, you kind of knew where all of this was going, but we didn't know what was going to be said or what the uh, the feeling and the environment was going to be like. And, and Jesse, going back to Saturday, I want everybody to... Re- and listen, I, a lot of people say we're shills, but man, w- what we appreciate most is the fucking... The, the greatness of pro wrestling and why we love pro... This is why we love pro wrestling. Jesse, look at the elaborate fucking strategy that's had to be taken here with... What do you point at? Nothing, man. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 the elaborate, the elaborate storyline uh, that is being played out here, they, they fucked with fans' money legitimately. They, they fucked with fans' money legitimately, and somebody, now looking back at it, somebody legitimately bought a plane ticket, a red-eye plane ticket. Tony Khan legitimately bought a red-eye plane ticket for, for, uh, for MJF to sell the severity of this fucking storyline. L- look, at, look at what we're watching. Look at what we're seeing here. Just go back and look at everything. Everything is just, it, we, we were played. I'm fucking excited well, about it. Well, I don't know. I don't know about all of that. You know, no, yes, that, dude, that's exactly what happened. Well, again, don't forget, man, this could, this could very well all have been real. And they just worked out their grievances and then worked it into a, a you know, worked into a work. The, uh, I get what you're saying. And I felt that way. I felt that way on Saturday, but you got to think. They, they can't have MJF. MJF and Tony Khan are, are not going to get to this point where he no-shows the, the pay-per-view. The only way to sell this storyline was to do the fan fest and, and no-show the fan fest and fuck the fans of their money. Now he's more hated than ever, and then he goes to the pay-per-view, gets squashed, shows up on Dynamite tonight, and says what he says. I, I just don't see how he is in this situation like you think he is, and it was real on Saturday, but now it's not. I honestly think from day one his grievances are there, but this was all set up from day one. Could be. Now, I'm, at this point, you know, we, we we really don't know, you know, the ins or outs of, of how they went about this or, or when exactly it turned into a work. But it could very well have all been a complete shoot up until the disappearance and everything else. And, I mean, I don't think this is what happened. I'm not sure what happened, but that, I don't think this is a, a, a far-fetched possibility. MJF could have signed a new deal. He could have gotten what he wanted. He could have gotten big money. He could have gotten a new deal, and then they turned this into a work. It could he, be. He, he could have said, you know what? Fuck FanFest, and then it could have been his whole fiasco where you're getting buried, and that's okay. You know what? This is getting crazy. We got a year and a half. Let's work this shit out. Maybe they sat down as of last night or today and worked out a new fucking deal, inked it, get, get the guy his money, and then turn all of this into a goddamn, uh, you know, into a work. It could be. I'm not saying that you're wrong. It could be. And you're right. We don't know the ins and outs know. of what happened here. Yeah. Tony Khan, you know, right at the start of the Double or Nothing scrum said, I'm not taking any any MJF questions. I'm not answering anything about MJF and what had happened. We're going to move on with the rest of what happened tonight. And nothing was said about it. He didn't mention MJF in any way. Nothing was said about uh, MJF the rest of the show. Uh, and, and even tonight, you know, I, I want you guys to pay attention to this as well because I wrote it down. None of the commentary team mentioned anything about MJF and what he said after the segment was over. 
And Jesse, if you strategically look at what Tony Khan did on this show, he put CM Punk in the open of the, of the show with FTR against the, uh, the Ass Boys and Max Caster. And then we got the MJF promo. And then in MJF's promo, he talked about Tony Khan paying all the ex-WWE guys and not paying him. What does he do? And what does he do after the, the MJF promo? He puts on Johnny Elite, Johnny Morrison versus Miro after the match is over, two ex-WWE guys. Now, I don't know if that was just by coincidence or if that was thought out in, in production where Tony Khan was just, hey, we'll just put this match over there after the MJF segment and have it be two WWE guys. But I don't know, man. I, I want to think that Tony Khan's a little bright and smarter than a lot of people take him for, and, and he did that no. strategically on purpose. No, no. I, th I think the next match had um, no bearing on everything that happened before, but I think the segment that they did after they cut to commercial when they knew that half the goddamn arena was going to record it and put it on the internet was also a part of the work where they had MJF get run out of the ring by punk. Now, if this was a, a goddamn, you know, a shoot and they want to cut his mic and get him out of the ring, why would they send the goddamn world champion out there and not like a referee or something like that? You know, I don't know. So they kept the, they cut the cameras and they left the same way Brian did, you know, with the leg injury, they started hamming it up and everything because they know, they know this shit gets recorded and it gets put right on Twitter. Before this, before the commercial break even ended, I'm looking at the footage of MJF getting run out of the ring by Punk. I and mean, Punk and Punk limping out to the ring, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that, but uh, it was on the video, so we don't know the severity of his injury. Apparently, he might have gotten injured jumping into the crowd before the open of the match that started Dynamite tonight, but yeah, that's another story for a different day. Uh, they didn't show that on TV, Jesse, because um, it, it was not to be seen by us yet. You know, they, they don't want... They, I mean, we all know where it's leading. We all know it's going to lead to CM Punk eventually, but why did he put that on the show, knowing that fans were going to be filming this and it was all going to be on social media? Because it's an Easter egg. It, it wasn't meant to be in, in the linear canon of the storylines being told. But it's an Easter egg because they put it somewhere. They, they put it out there in public, meaning we're going to see it. If you do something in that ring with 15,000 people sitting there looking at it, you might as well just be putting it on TV because everyone's going to be seeing it. Everyone, not just the live crowd. And that's what they did. That's what they that's what they played that 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 part. I think it was an Easter egg of where we were going with this mega MJF build and Punk being champion. And that's why Punk came out to get this guy out of the ring from talking shit. The second that might get cut out too, I knew this, this felt like a brainchild of Punk and TK and MJF all sitting down and planning out this big, huge summer of Punk angle. You know, the thing about the other summer of uh, summers of Punk is they had some big, huge angle behind them. And here's this one. Yeah, uh, this is definitely going to be the catalyst for summer of Punk. This is the way the summer of Punk is going to end. And we're going to get into that in just a second. Uh, two things that I see a lot of people saying on social media. Uh, number one, we'll start with this, Jesse. And I don't think that it's going to be too long, but I do see him kind of going away for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people thought that this was the real way that Tony Khan was going to write MJF off of television. This is not really a writing of MJF, uh, MJF off of television with this, this fucking nuke promo that he did tonight. This is... This is MJF's merely planting oh. the seeds for what's to come. He's not being taken off television at all. Oh, and man, it, don't get me wrong. He might be, man. 
See, I thought they were going to do it with the injury, but maybe they changed their mind and said, nah, let's just go with a fucking suspension. He went out there and called the owner of the company a fucking mark. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. He literally, <laughs> he got, he took a live microphone <laughs> to the ring and told this fucking mark to fire me. And he, dude, that is, that is definitely, see, with the injury thing, it's definitely a work. Like, oh, they, they report him off with an injury. With this promo and the shit that he said, it is easy to believe that Tony Khan got pissed, cut his mic, and suspended this guy indefinitely. The other thing that I'm hearing is uh, a lot of people think this is leading to Tony Khan uh, getting in the ring and wrestling MJF. That is absolutely no. not no. the case. So I don't know no. why anybody thinks that is going to lead to Tony Khan coming out and wrestling MJF. It may lead to a TV appearance by yes. Tony Khan. He has to be involved in some way, shape, or form yes. to facilitate the moving along of this angle. He, he, he's not going to be a commissioner or he's not going to make himself yes. the authority on-air figure every week. He's going to be involved because he's the owner of the company and he's directly involved here and he's, is the catalyst for MJF's grievances. So, yes, we will be yeah. seeing Tony Khan on television but not in a wrestling role. Yeah, now he did say when he, when he launched his company that he did not want to be an on-air personality. Yes. Um, but that was, you know, three years ago. Um, that could have changed, and I, I, I don't see this playing out um, the way that it should play out without TK coming on the screen and getting into in some kind of verbal spat with uh, Tony Khan. Now, I want you guys to understand what we've been talking about on this show for several months now is exactly what we're going to reiterate. And hopefully you guys understand where we're coming from. You know, uh, Jesse wasn't even fully on board with it uh, in the very beginning. And then he slowly but surely obviously got on board because this is where I knew it was going. That was the right story. Uh, but we didn't know the severity of how they were going to take it to the next level. And they they... Not only took it to the next level, they fucking sh shot it up into the stratosphere. This is all leading to MJF versus CM Punk. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen. I see a lot of people claiming that it will be happening at All Out in Chicago, uh, and it will be poetic justice. It's going to be uh, a story writing itself all these years later with CM Punk being there in Chicago with John Cena taking the belt, the WWE Championship for Vince McMahon and the WWE blowing the kiss uh, to Vince McMahon and the WWE Championship kissing it goodbye, and then he leaves as a free agent. Now, MJF is not a free agent this year. MJF is right now an AEW superstar, at least till January 2024, as the reports have been saying. But, Jesse, when, when does this match happen? How fast do you do this match? And with all of this now mirroring exactly what CM Punk did to John Cena, could we see MJF take the AEW Championship away from an ex-WWE guy that he claimed in his promo that Tony Khan is signing all up and down AEW, an ex-WWE guy, can he take that AEW championship away from CM Punk in Chicago and mirror what Punk did all those years ago with Cena? Yeah, nobody's taking that title from Punk except MJF. No one. Um, the question, when is, now when? The question when, is now yeah. when. When do they do it? Um, I think uh, September is a, a, a pretty nice distance. For this, for this kind of build, it's already been going on for weeks. Yeah. They got the whole summer to to finish building on it. Um, all kinds of different uh, specials, Forbidden Door. Um, yeah, I think All Out is uh, in Chicago. MJF versus CM Punk at All Out in Chicago 
with the heat coming behind it at this point, um, it could come out with any outcome. Punk could win. Punk could lose. Punk could lose. MJF could win in Chicago for that title against CM Punk and easily become the most hated man in all of pro wrestling, man. I mean, it's it sounds like uh, a fairy tale pro wrestling angle, to be quite honest. But yes, the heel would be going over, but in, in Chicago of all places against the hometown hero. But yeah. it's it's one of the most beautiful things that I've heard, man. And exactly why I'm a fan of the sport, and it's exactly what I what I hope for when I watch a pro wrestling show like yeah. this. That exact thing happening, man. It's just it's just great television. Yeah. It um. It has it has CM Punk's fingerprints all it does. over it. If you go back to li- and listen to any of his millions of um, interviews that he did since his hiatus about wrestling, you know one of his um, his issues with WWE is that they they didn't they they refused to have fun with the with the storylines and you know blend in some reality and do something different and outside of the box and this is everything that punk used to talk about wanting to do creatively in wrestling he's doing it right now right now the fan it's easy to write a, a wrestling storyline and then just you know follow it and have the fans you know suspend their disbeliefs and go on the journey with you but what if you just legitimately took the marks the real internet marked right now. What if you took them back on a journey back to when they were kids and believed wrestling? And that's what's happening right now, man. We don't know what to fucking believe right now in regards well, to Well, you know, I absolutely agree with you, but you all you also need the right characters to play those 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 roles on television. And uh, right now, I don't I mean you, you you got you got I mean this is this is the uh the who's who of uh, fucking pro wrestling. You got two of the greatest yes. characters and, and personalities in all of the business and, and right now in CM Punk and MJF. CM Punk were the Dude. best of all time and MJF potentially on his way to being the best of all time dude if you have not already and i'm sure to be uploaded soon if it's not already go back on youtube and look at that promo by mjf and it's it's nothing but fire it's it's he's not selling us anything he's 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 spitting what's on his fucking mind we all believe it every fucking word of it they were in la not long island they were in los angeles and the crowd were chanting for MJF, chanting his name. He was for a minute. He was a baby face in LA. Yeah. He really, really was. People appreciate the work that he put into this thing. They appreciate the passion he put into that promo. And bottom line is, they agree with everything he said. The best heel is one that believes everything he's saying and, and, and legitimately has a point. And this is MJF right now. What we're watching is something special, man. You know, I really can't even, um, and I want to go over what he said uh, for everybody here because uh, it was, like I said, one of the promos that will go down in the annals of pro wrestling history as one of the greatest of all time. And like Jesse said, when you have somebody like that who's just mixing all of that that great heel character with doses of truth that I know that are in there and dwell within MJF's soul. And you take what Jesse said, you take the marks of pro wrestling and you really sell them on something that is going to take them back to their childhood. You you put that into a fucking bowl, into a blender, and you mix it up. And you got a recipe for what is going to be a tremendous dynamite as far as... Uh, what Tony Khan is expecting as far as the rating is concerned, the interest going into Forbidden Door, the interest going into All Out, 
Uh, th this is going to be a, and it's synonymous with AEW because they always do this every summer. There's always something every summer with AEW where they just get you to fucking just solely pay attention to their programming. Mm -hmm. And last year it was punk and they've been doing it over, over three years. And this is what they're doing this year. So MJF comes out. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. My, this is my, my favorite part about all of this. About everyone who get worked, everything else. My favorite part is WWE get worked. Yes. Now they're out there putting out fucking statements and interviews, and people say, "Oh, we we'll sign MJF." You know, we would do this. And we yeah, would there do was that. there was a report today that that, that said Vince McMahon is uh, not bothered by what MJF did at all, and he's <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. And if if the opportunity comes around, he's going to offer MJF a lucrative deal. Yeah, MJF even liked the fucking tweet. He's <laughs> they are they are in WWE headquarters talking about how and when and what to do when they get Maxwell Jacob Freeman and they all get worked. My question is, you know, are they watching and are they feeling this in the community? And what are they going to do to try and, you know, mimic this? This is exactly what they need. Someone like MJF. Do I think MJF, after all, this is going to end up in WWE? Uh, not this year, not next year. I don't think uh, before he's 30. I do think no. he's going to end up with WWE eventually, but not at this current time. It's going to be a couple. It's going to be uh, several years, in fact, before he ends up in WWE. But I do think he'll end up over there. I, I think when this is all said and done, MJF is going to be the second highest paid individual in AEW. And justifiably so, as he should. Yes. Yes. He should. Well, MJF made his ring entrance, and he he looked like he was a little bit emotional. I don't know if he was, uh, you know, getting in the the spirit of what he was about to do. It looked like he was just got he got done crying in the back. His eyes were kind of red. He looked uh, very distraught. So he gets out there, and he's got a microphone, and he said he's in a lot of pain after what happened on Sunday. But the fans want to hear him speak in Los Angeles. He said, this is Max Friedman talking. This is not MJF. This is not Maxwell Jacob Friedman. This is Max Friedman talking. He said, there are a lot of important executives there to watch his boss's product, and it'd be a real shame if something bad was to happen. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man, MJF says. Now, I did put on social media earlier today, and I know Jesse agrees with me on this, uh, yes, this was a scheduled appearance by MJF. MJF did not go out there with a live microphone and say whatever was on his mind. MJF was booked for the show. This segment was produced. And Tony Khan probably sat down with CM Punk and MJF and anybody else that is going to be a yep. part of this storyline, wrote this promo. Tony Khan reread it over and over and over again and put his stamp of approval on it and told MJF to go out there and do MJF. MJF did not cut a live promo and say whatever the fuck he wants. Jesse, there are people out there that think MJF had a live microphone and said whatever he wanted. No, he had a live mic, and he had bullet points, very key bullet points, very key bullet, bullet points to hit and an overall, and, and an overall um, tone to take. Yes. But um, the hot points were made. They all sat down on what was to be said. Things like make sure you call me a fucking mark. We'll have the sensor button ready. You're allowed to say shit five times before we get fined excessively. All this shit. I mean, he was told, he was given the bullet points and said, okay, I go out there and make some fucking, you know, make some magic. 
you know, and 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 Punk probably got an MJF. Yeah, make sure you do this, bro. Do this, do this, do this. You'll fucking kill it. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it right now. The MJF no, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you, bro. CM Punk had his fucking DNA all over this shit, yes. man. If if it's not reported, um, it's either because it's going to be kept very secret or uh, or whatever reason. But um, CM Punk definitely had a, a hand in this, like you said. I absolutely believe he had a hand in all this tonight. It is. It's. it's it. I mean, and what Tony Khan is doing right now is um, he's making a new star. Yeah, he is making a star. There is a legitimate superstar in pro wrestling in development right now in MJF. Yes. So I just want to say thank you to everybody in the OTS venue, man. We got uh, 3,800 people in here, just about 3,800 people. We just, uh, Jesse hit number one in the IWC just now. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you guys very much. Uh, We love that you're here, and we're going to get on with the show, man. This is going to be where it's happened, man. The discussion for the greatest promo of the entire year and one of the best promos that I think I personally have ever watched on national television with MJF. So he's out there. I don't want to embarrass you, man. He says he's been trying to speak to him and has things that he wants to say and he's wanted to say for quite some time. Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. He said, when this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. That's a shoot because I know... Uh, from people that I know that know people in AEW, and that was the the, the vibe that uh, was given to me about the locker room environment. It was all friends wrestling. If you were there, uh, you were more than likely going to get your friends hired within AEW. He said he had to write his own ticket. He said he created moment after moment after moment, and he still gets no respect. Uh, he does create moments, and MJF has a ton of them in three years uh, but the fact that he gets no respect, I don't know how true that is. I think all the real professional wrestling fans uh, absolutely 100% respect everything that MJF is doing. Even this, we respect this to the utmost degree, no question. He said nobody is on his level. He said everybody or everything he touches turns to gold, which is true. Uh, and there is nothing he can't do. He said every time he comes out there, he is not expected to hit home runs. He's expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. I wonder if those baseball analogies, Jesse, really mean anything, or maybe I'm just diving into it a little bit too much and overthinking it. Home runs, we did get a possible Wrigley Field mention by Tony Khan. I know a lot of people are claiming, well, uh, All Out should be in Toronto or some other city because Forbidden Door has, uh, has uh, um, you know, the Chicago city attached to it. But could we see Wrigley Field and not the now arena or the United Center. He's going to have to do something different if he wants to be in Chicago. I'm sure you agree. We can't run the now center anymore. I mean, they're selling out fucking United no. Center on, no. on a regular here. They can't do the now center. Maybe they do Rickley Field and Grand Slam. It's already been announced by Tony Khan that we're getting Grand Slam in Queens in in, um, in September. And I wonder if MJF, of all things, is going to be the, the AEW champion going into Grand Slam for that show this year. So uh, I wonder if these these really mean anything. What do you think about that? I don't know. I, I missed the I, I missed TK referencing Wrigley. I hope it's not Wrigley Field, man. I mean, we definitely got to get out of the now. I mean, we're done with that shit. We yeah. can't do anything less than United Center at this point for AEW. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really see him running. I can't really see him running the two two pay per views in a row though. Yeah, I mean, why not? Shit, I mean, you come to the same city. I mean, WWE's run the All State Arena every goddamn time they come here. I know. Every time. I mean, go to the UC, if nothing else. I really hope it's not Wrigley, man. I've lived in Chicago all of my life. I've never stepped foot in the Wrigley Field. 
I know I've been to Chicago uh, quite a few times now, and I've always wanted to visit Wrigley because I'm a baseball guy, uh, but I've never actually made the trip to Wrigley Field. Now, I, I, if I can help it, man, I'm not stepping one foot in there. If they're <laughs> not going, man, go to fucking Sox Park. What the fuck? But yeah, I'm not. I'm. I mean, if if they do it there, I have to go. But I made it a personal goal of mine to never set foot in that fucking stadium, man. Fuck that. He said all the other boys can settle for being great, but he has to be perfect. He said the oh he's the only guy capable of carrying the company on his back, which he has done for months. He said it's funny that he hears booze, but he also hears clapping. He asked where they were this whole weekend when they were calling him an unprofessional piece of shit. Pause. So- Pause. Where were you? When you buy all of these fucking souvenir cups and stick them in my face and try to get autographs at 3 a.m. at the airport so you can sell them on eBay. There you go. The correlations are there, man. The correlations are there. And this is is coming from a huge CM Punk guy. I'm a CM Punk guy. That correlation is there. Where are all you people this weekend calling him an unprofessional piece of shit? And he said... um, he called everybody uneducated marks, and he said they sit on their phones tweeting their opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change on the drop on uh, 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 at the um, on the drop of a dime. He said they claim he is great in the ring, but they didn't uh, say that. They never used to say that. He said they don't respect him because he's not chasing star ratings or pretending to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and dropping people on their heads. I'm the best in the world because I'm the only guy who makes you feel, unlike all those boys, I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. I'm a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted. It's not just you. It's the big man in the back too. Jesse, you mentioned best in the world. Did that have anything to do with where we're going with this uh, into Chicago as well? Obviously, yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. He says he doesn't want you to know that he's the second biggest minute for minute draw in AEW. Ask stat boy Tony in the back. See what he's got to say. But don't ask him to reach into his pockets to pay the man who's been busting his ass for you since day one. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in here who can't lace my boots. And oh. he said this with a fucking fiery passion that I've never heard out of that man's voice, man. Holy shit. Remember when in Vegas, Punk said, I'm going to win the WWE title and hell, maybe I'll go defend it at Ring of Honor, mm. mentioning another company. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Hi, Cole I Cabana. Mean, yep. Hi, Cole Cabana. I mean, exactly. I mean, this has Punk's DNA all over it, man. And then he said that same thing about John Cena, too. And what makes me sick is that Dwayne is main eventing WrestleMania, and I'm not. And, and then I'm he said, and, and didn't he say something along the lines? I don't know if it was Cena or, or, or uh, Dwayne. Uh, he mentioned something, but nobody, neither one of those guys can lace his fucking boots, if, right. if I'm not mistaken. He said, he, he said, he's, he's, he's the, he's the best in the world. He said, I'm the best wrestler in yes. the world. Yes. The best on commentary, the best in that ring. Nobody can touch me. This um, has punk DNA. All unbelievable, over. man. What you guys are watching is, is fucking unbelievable right here, man. <laughs> yep. 
Don't ask him to reach into his pockets because he's busy paying the WWE guys. I can't lace the uh, can't lace MJF's boots. He's shouting at this point. He's just fucking beat red. He's going crazy in the ring at this point. He asked if Tony Khan would treat him better. This was my favorite line. Uh, he asked if Tony Khan would treat him better if he was an ex WWE guy. He says he has a position of power in a wrestling company, but he shouldn't be behind the uh, you know in the back. He should be behind the guardrail with all of these marks. He says he doesn't want to wait till 2024. So he leans over the ropes and he tells Tony Khan to fire him. He then yelled and berated a fan. Shut your mouth, you piece of shit. He yelled at Tony Khan and gets no, no, the that, was, that was a that, that was a producer. That was a producer. Oh, was, that was a producer. To, I thought it was a fan. That was the producer trying to trying to count him down to get out of the ring. <laughs> He tried, he tried to tell he tried to tell him to go home. He's like, fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was a fan of all of all the of all the things he was yelling at. Nope. And then he then he leans over the ropes and he tells Tony Khan, you fucking mark, and they start bleeping him out. I heard the uncensored version. It's on Twitter. It was fucking even more magnificent than it was when it was bleeped out. So good. You fucking mark. Fire me. And they bleeped him out. And then Jesse, the same thing, synonymous with the CM Punk pipe bomb. They cut his fucking microphone and MJF patted the fucking top of the microphone just like uh, yep. CM Punk did, man. All now, the little innuendos are there. I love it. Now, the mic was cut, you know, by the back for sure. But if M MJF was out there for a while ragging down the company, they would have cut his mic long before this moment. They cut it at the end of the segment. Yeah. When it was over. Yes. This is this is our 2022 pipe bomb, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you recognize that and enjoy it because it's going to go down in the annals of wrestling history the same way Punk's did. Yes. Yes, it may. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, on first glance after what we saw tonight, you know, that CM Punk pipe bomb is something that I make a yearly tradition, man. I go back and watch it at least once or twice a year. Because it was so influential to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people look at that as the benchmark of WWE programming. I don't really think there's ever been anything since Brian, uh, Brian Danielson uh, that has even topped that. Uh, Brian's, uh, Daniel Bryan's run uh, as, you know, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The yes movement was fucking tremendous. And then winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That's the only other thing I could really say. That even came close to CM Punk's pipe bomb. A lot of people look at that as uh, a huge influential moment to go and study for promo work and how to cut a promo. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it was better than Punk, bro. But uh, you know, maybe two, three years from now, and after all this is wrapped up, and MJF is legitimately the fucking reason why AEW is a household brand. Maybe yeah. then we can say, you know, MJF cut a pipe bomb, or, and it wasn't really a pipe bomb; it was a fucking atomic bomb tonight that rivaled, yeah. and if not, bested CM Punk in Las Vegas. Yeah, let me address that that big question, that debate going around right now. I mean, which one was better? Guys, we are about an hour and 15 minutes away from the show that had the MJF promo. We've been hailing Punk's promo for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, we got to give it more time, guys. Punk's promo has has definitely withstood the, te the test of time in regards to how relevant it was and for how long it was relevant and how the words rang true. This promo just happened. Let's see where we know what else comes from it. You know, let's see how it plays out. Um, I don't think there's a point or or any real legitimacy in, in, in deciding right now which one was better. 
You know, if we had to pick it right now, fine. It was punks. That a promo was 11 years ago and it's still hitting hard, you know? So, but let's see what MJF's uh, angle goes, where this shit all goes. And in time, yeah, it will probably be just as good as punks or if not um, comparable to, and maybe better, maybe better. Who knows, you know, but it just happened. We got to let it marinate for a little bit to see how this all plays out. After all this is uh, said and done, Jesse, uh, I want to... I want to ask you, and I truly think that MJF is going to stay AEW. Uh, I do think that at the end of it all, and I know I listen to uh, a few different people. I don't listen to many in the community, but I listen to uh, a couple of, you know, trustworthy people in the community that all kind of, you know, said the same thing. MJF is going to go where the money is. He's going to go to the highest, the highest offer. And after tonight, there is absolutely no fucking way on planet Earth that Tony Khan is letting him go anywhere, and Tony Khan is going to offer him no matter how much money it takes to keep MJF in the company. MJF is going to be all elite at least, if his contract's up in 2024, at least for the next five years after that. Tony Khan is absolutely no way letting him walk into WWE, and it would probably be smart for MJF to stay AEW for now and then go to WWE. Imagine he gets that type of offer from Tony Khan, and then takes that into the WWE, bro. He's not even in his early 30s yet. Not even in his fucking prime. Can you imagine the money this kid's going to make? This kid, this guy's going to make in, in, in pro wrestling if he just stays the course here? Yeah, he... There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no way MJF is going ever, I would say ever going to WWE without walking away from a shit ton of money. Yeah. There is just no way. There, if he leaves, if he ever leaves, whenever it is, if he ever leaves, it won't be, it won't be because of money. Because he, he will get anything he asked for from yes. Tony Khan. Yes. Anything. So it, he might leave, but it won't be for money. No. If he, le- if he leaves, he genuinely doesn't want to be there. If he leaves, he yeah. genuinely, and he grew up a big WWE guy, he auditioned for Tough Enough. He auditioned yeah. for Tough Enough. He wants to be in WWE. Right now is not the time for him to be in WWE. He needs to make his money here, and he needs to have that star shine brighter in AEW for WWE to then pay him what he will absolutely, no doubt about it, be worth in the next five, six years. That's the, that's the move to make. That's you, you, you can't burn a bridge with Tony Khan here. That, that's, that, that was the big discussion over the week, and he can't be burning a bridge with Tony Khan because if he only gets one offer from WWE, he's not going to be able to make as much money as he thinks he wants to make. No. No. I mean, I, right now, MJF is a complete 
Jim, MJF, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, those three guys. There's plenty. There, look, there's plenty more valuable guys, but those three guys pay them whatever they want. Yeah, whatever they want. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the way it's going to be, guys. So what what we watched tonight was uh, something truly memorable that will go down in the annals of pro wrestling history. On, on Wednesday night, and I'm going to be very, very curious to see what the rating is for this show. I don't know what uh, sports games were on this evening, but um, after everything that happened this weekend and with MJF and what he said tonight, I can't imagine they don't pull over a million. I can't imagine they don't do a million rating today. Yeah, I'm sure it was the reason that they um he came out in the spot that he did so people can start talking and turn to TBS, you know? Yeah. And again, it'll be uh, more fuel to the MJF fire. You know, they haven't hit a million uh, all spring because of the NHL and NBA playoffs. And then the first show that happens after double or nothing, they hit a million. Uh, I can't wait to see MJF use that as fuel for whatever he's got planned next on the microphone because you know what's coming. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. If his, if his segment fucking rules the night, you think that ain't coming up in his next promo? Mm, of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. So, guys, that was uh, that was the C. Uh, it will be CM Punk, but that is the MJF CM Punk like uh, fucking atomic bomb that was dropped on Tony Khan and AEW management tonight. Absolutely fucking unbelievable. I urge you guys to go out and uh, try and watch it or catch it if you can, if you see it on social media somewhere. And I see this, I see this as being yet just another way how Punk is here helping to improve the roster. Yes. I mean, because, I mean, again, maybe we'll find out later, you know, differently, but this punk, I mean, this, 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 this promo feels like it has punk all over it. So yeah. if that's the case, I mean, this is punk helping MJF become not just a superstar, but I, I think I texted you this earlier. Punk, uh, punk is helping make MJF a household name out of pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, but, but listen, bro, Eric Bischoff says CM Punk is, uh, is someone that doesn't hold any value in the company, hasn't done really, really done anything. I talk about fucking. Eric Bischoff, <laughs> CM Punk, he is he is on he is on his way. And MJF, I mean, I mean his 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 own skill is undeniable, man. He's gonna be a household name, and and in modern times of pro wrestling, he will he will one day be uh, a John Cena, a Roman Reigns, a uh, uh, MJF. It will become one of those this just one of those things in pop culture. You're a bigger asshole than Maxwell Jacob Freeman. He, he's going to become an household name with how good of a character he's playing right now. A household name that WWE uh, desperately wants. They desperately yes. want him. They need him. They need him, but he ain't going anywhere. Yes. Uh, that was the uh, MJF segment, guys. We're going to get into the rest of the show. We still got 3,600 plus in the venue. Thank you guys very much. Quickly, uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media at JD from NY206. Thank you for 40,000 followers on Twitter. We just hit that tonight. Unbelievable, guys. Thank you so very much. You can find Jesse on Twitter if you guys want to interact with him at Chi-Town Smart. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. We already hit 1,200 going on 1,300 likes. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for... Uh, Let's try for 2,000 minimum in the OTS venue right here for the AW Dynamite Post Show. Super Chats are open. Nathan Hexham just sent in a $50 Super Chat. Thank you guys very much. Get them on in. You guys let us know. I see your excitement already. You let us know in the Super Chats what you thought of tonight's Dynamite. Excellent show tonight. One of the best Dynamites that they've ever put on. MJF's promo. You guys let us know what you think in the Super Chats. Also, memberships. Hit that join button as well and become an OTS VIP. Jesse, we're going to start at the top with CM Punk. 
and FTR, man. I like the makeup of this team, man. We could potentially see this as a possible trio when those trio championships come around, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could. I mean, geez, man, how many titles are they going to put on Punk? I don't know. I don't know. He'll be draped in gold, man. We'll be draping in gold. Then that's going to start the Roman Reigns CM Punk fucking uh, comparisons all over again. I would rather stay away from that. But uh, that was the trio tonight against Max Caster and the Gun Club. Billy Gunn and Anthony Bowens were out there uh, with the Gun Club and Max Caster. Anthony Bowens injured right now in a wheelchair. And Billy Gunn seems to be showing a little bit more favoritism to the acclaimed than uh, his own boys or over his own boys. I don't know why, but uh, that's that's the ongoing storyline there with Billy Gunn and his sons with the acclaimed. It'll just be the catalyst for the split. Yeah. Turn the, turn the acclaimed baby face. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Dax and uh, Austin Gunn started this thing off, and uh, we got a nice little uh, back and forth there. Cash is so fucking good at what he does. Um, we got uh, Max Caster and Punk tagging in. Punk and FTR were able to isolate Max Caster in their portion of the ring. Uh, Cash came in with a second row power slam. Gun Club used a two-on-one attack on Dax to regain control for the heels here. Billy got involved with a right hand while the official was distracted. Dax made a one-man comeback on everybody late in the match. His partners were pulled off the apron before he could make a tag. And then there was this um, there was this uh, hot tag to Punk again. Punk got another hot tag. He came in. He, uh, he slipped off the rope coming in on a springboard, but he was able to take down the gun club on his own before assistant cash on a dive. Now, uh, it, it looked very weird that he asked that he slipped in that moment. I don't know why he slipped there. Uh, that's just a routine thing for Punk to do. But Jesse did say earlier in the stream that Punk dove into the crowd during his ring entrance. And apparently when the MJF segment happened off air, when people were pulling out their phones, filling it, uh, filming it, uh, Jesse, you saw. You said you saw CM Punk limping in, in visibly, that segment, easily, visibly limping a lot, and and he, he was he was hurting in the match. You could see him struggling a little bit, and that that botch right there could have been you know part of it. I mean, he he was hurting. Maybe it's not a lot. Maybe he's just sore. Maybe he's just hurting for the for the time being, but. If he wouldn't have jumped his ass into the crowd, he wouldn't have been hurt at all. Well, maybe it's just CM Punk selling the injury and selling after he came out after the match. I don't know. CM Punk is uh, a master of his craft. Maybe he was just selling the quote-unquote effects of what happened in the match before. No. No. You think he's happened? Nothing happened to target that. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. During the match, he was, you know beat with a chair in the leg or, you know, done something terrible, but he focused on the part and then he came limping out after it. He wasn't yeah. limping in the match though. Uh, he just, he, you see that botch we were talking about right yes. now? Yes. He was, was off of a run, right? Well, he also botched, he also botched the uh, Buckshot Lariat too on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was already. And he laughed it off. He botched twice. Buckshot Larry. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Hopefully nothing comes of that because, uh, I mean, they can ill afford to have him Injured right now, especially going into the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So he comes in off this springboard dive. He, he, he was able to kind of right himself after he slipped. And he took down the gun club on his own before assistant cash on a dive. Punk landed a top row bubble drop and called for the GTS. But Billy, Billy hopped on the apron and distracted him. He gave him a suck it. And uh, CM Punk got in, uh, in Billy's face. Austin rolled up Punk for two with the distraction by his father. But then Punk powerbombed Austin into Billy. 
A GTS then followed. A big rig followed the GTS. And the team of Punk and FTR got the victory over the Ass Boys and Max Caster. After the match, Punk took the microphone and says he's never done drugs in his entire life, but he imagines this is what it feels like. He, st- he said that there's still lots to do and he has a lot to keep getting better. He called, um, you know, onto the crowd to uh, pretty much look at him now. He's got to get better, but obviously I'm at a point in my career where I am the champ and he holds up the title. Dax gets the microphone and said that professional wrestling means the world to him and his family. Uh, in attendance is his wife and his daughter. And those are the only two things that mean more to him than the sport of professional wrestling. And these Ring of Honor tag team titles, he says, are everything to me. And it doesn't matter if anyone from this company or any other company wants them. Then Jesse Punk turns his attention to the Forbidden Door. He says, I know we have Forbidden Door coming up and we got pay-per-views to sell. Who am I going to be in this this thing with? And then out comes Hiroshi Tanahashi. And he comes out to challenge CM Punk. No words said between the two. All that was said was pretty much, uh, you see Punk holding up the title and Tanahashi pointing at CM Punk. Looks like, bro, we got a title match planned for Chicago, and it's going to be a barn burner of a match between Tanahashi and CM Punk for the AW World title. Take my money. That's all. Take it all. That's all. It's going to be fucking great. And it, it makes me wonder... You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, they're going to go with Okada. They're going to do Okada and Punk. Obviously, Tony Khan knows what he can and cannot do. They both, and I mean they, as in the companies, they have to be both on the same page here. Obviously, you can't pit world champions against each other because then you're going to run into a fucking booking problem, and nobody Mm -hmm. wants to do that. I'd like to see uh, this show be a regular occurrence uh, annually, but Punk and Tanahashi is the safe bet for this show. Uh, I can't wait to see it. But the question now is, who does this open the door for as it pertains to Kazuchika Okada? Brian. Do, do we get Brian versus Okada? Do we get Stop uh, talking. Zach Sabre Jr. versus Brian? Do we get Osprey versus Brian? People? I don't know, man. I don't know. Why are you still naming people? Stop. That's it. Brian. Can you imagine? Okada, that? Okada does have to win, but who gives Brian, a shit? Brian. <laughs> Who gives a shit if he's got to win, bro? We're done. We're done here. Did you see that reaction we got? Yeah. When we got fucking Kenny Omega and Brian to start a dynamite? Yes. Now we're going to get Brian and Okada? I've already booked this shit. I mean, it's already happening as far as I'm fucking concerned. We're getting Okada and Brian, bro. And if there's one thing you know about Tony Khan, man, he is going to give you what you want. He's going to get the fans what they want. And I think everybody's been clamoring for that match. He's going to give you that match. I hope that's the case. Yep, O'Connor versus done. Brian Danielson, man. Oh, my goodness. Done and dumb. Punk, Tanahashi, Jesus Christ, man. So that's Jesus. that. The Forbidden Door is finally open, man, for for uh, for this build, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Man, man, man. Then we get into the MJF segment, and we went over that. If you guys want to go back and listen to our thoughts on it, you guys can abs- uh, absolutely go back and watch what we said about MJF and the fucking nuke that he dropped on Tony Khan and AEW management. After that MJF segment, Jesse, we got an open challenge by Johnny Elite. Now, uh, I, I do like Johnny Elite. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm thinking, how often are we going to see Johnny Elite in AEW? Is this going to lead to a full-time signing? 
Uh, is he going to remain Johnny Elite? I kind of like Johnny Dynamite a little bit better. I don't know about you. Johnny Dynamite does sound better, but what happens when he goes to Rampage? Oh, that's true. Or dark. Yeah, I guess you gotta you gotta kind of simple <laughs> simplify it for uh, for all the people lie. out there. I'm not gonna lie, man. If it feels like for the first time WWE was successful at killing a fucking wrestler for me before they left. It it, it just feels like they just they just killed fucking Johnny Nitro or uh, whatever the fuck they called him. It feels like they killed him, man. They, they they just took everything cool about him, putting them with the Miz and have him do drip drip bullshit, man. It just it just feels like they just ruined them for me. Tell two cities, bro. We got John Morrison doing fucking uh, Super Soccer drip drip on uh, on Monday Night Raw, and, and we got the, whatever the fuck we got tonight with Dynamite. Tell two, two yeah. different cities. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you though, man. You know, I I think he's a tremendous athlete. Don't get me wrong, but. There's something about him that was absolutely tarnished in WWE. Like, if the, if that that last run in WWE did not happen, or if that last run in WWE was a little bit better than what we got, I might be a little bit more excited to see him on television. But they've killed him so much that I don't even pop for Johnny. I didn't pop at all for his inclusion on this show tonight. No, I didn't. But I didn't I, you, you know who you know who you pop for though. You, you you pop for the return of the Redeemer, bro. Oh yeah. Even though Lana tried to fucking ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I know. Everybody thought it was either going to be uh, Miro, obviously, or it was going to be her debuting or the both of them debuting for uh, for one reason or yeah. another together uh, on the show tonight, which, I mean, I'm still I, I'm still in favor of. Does Miro need his wife there? No. I think Miro's uh, a fine promo by himself. I think, if anything, it, it does add, but... It also takes away because she would obviously be a spotlighted act, and you don't want to take anything away from his shine because he's been fucking killing it. Uh, she's coming. Don't worry, bro. It's just it's just a matter of time. And we getting Miro back. Good. Let us let us ride this excitement out and then bring in CJ Perry. Um, I still think she's coming. I think Miro is in line for a god tier run right about now, man. That's the thing. What do you do? What what do you do with him? Like, where, where, I mean, where does he fit in now? I mean, obviously, with Punk and MJF and this world title situation, he's not going to fit into that. But where does he fit into the grand scheme of things? Does he win another TNT championship? He's already been there, done that, and he's heralded as one of the best TNT champions of all time. He's got time. He just got back, so we can start him off, like, towards the bottom. It's just, just put him back on another a little, um, a little mini streak. You know, you know, give him some lower end guys to beat, and before we get into some storylines with him. But man, there's so much we can do with him right now, man. I I, I'm, I, I'm just... I hope that they know and have plans for him, and they don't drop the ball because it, it's no. it's easy to get lost in the shuffle here. It is, it is, especially when everything is so faction oriented yes. these, these days, you know. But um, I'm hoping just Miro, the way they've booked him last time, will be just perfectly fine. He was a fucking killer. Does he need a title? It would help, um, but he doesn't need it. But if it comes to when it comes to it, if he's already just just slaughtered so many people, I mean, yeah, he's gonna have to get some kind of gold around his fucking waist, man. I mean, this tournament's already over; he can't win that. Um, Sky is doing things with the fucking TV title. He already got his own custom belt. Um, he doesn't have a tag team partner. He doesn't have two tag team partners for trios. So yeah, I'm with you when trying to figure out what to do with him right about now. Um, the world title is clearly tied up these days. So what do you do with him? I don't know, man. What if, you know, do we put Miro, and it might look a little weird, but do you put Miro in a faction? 
Do you pair him with somebody? Uh, I, I, I see, but no. Who do you I mean, pair him he, with then? Then, yeah, if he's gonna join somebody, he needs to be as like a, a as like a hired gun, you know, like a renegade type deal. You know, what, what, if, in the- what if Claudio comes in and gets paired with Miro? Uh, I mean, they were in a faction together anyway, weren't they? The League of uh, the League of Nations, uh, the, if I'm not mistaken, League of, right? League of Jobbers. Yeah, 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 the League of Nations that was only put together to get over Roman Reigns. Yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling that one. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, Miro needs to be solo, and and Cesaro needs to needs to find his way. You know, in AEW before we just tag him up with somebody too. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'm just try, I'm trying to think out loud uh, for Miro no. because yeah. again, I mean, the, the the thing is, and I know we all want Miro uh, to be in a solid role, but like I said, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle here. And just look at Andrade. You know, Andrade had to go through a full year of absolute fucking garbage before they even started to do anything with him that feels right, and now he's being paired with Roosh. So it may it may end up being that he gets lost in the shuffle. I hope not, but maybe he follows the same path as, as Andrade and kind of aligns himself with somebody to really kind of solidify himself even more so on television. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hula said he wasn't. He was never in the League of Nations. Cesaro was never in the League of Nations. I guess so. I guess not. Um, they could they could try him over the ROH side. Where's Jonathan Gresham been? Uh, I don't know, but I know he's done with Impact. He's the ROH champion, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so where the hell has he been? I don't know. I think he got hurt. I think he had a concussion. Did he? Okay. The last time I heard, yeah. That would explain it, okay. Yeah. But we but, got Miro. We got Miro. Let's move on. We got Miro here. Uh, basically, this was a... Uh, I don't want to say this was a squash match, but this was a very... Uh, duh, it was a commanding um, win here for, for Miro. Uh, he appeared on the big screen before this match and said it's been a long time. He said he has decided to return to AEW to help his fellow men... Uh, the bastards and the punks and the cowboys and the pagans, and he will redeem them all. He said his neck is now fixed, but it's his heart that is now broken. He says he doesn't want to come home. He wants to take theirs, and the Redeemer is back. Jim Ross said that this is very bad news for a lot of people in AEW. We got Johnny Elite versus Miro, who answered the call, answered the open challenge here against Johnny Elite. Miro immediately took it to uh, Mr. Elite. Beating him down in the corner, he continued to dominate through a small commercial break. Johnny avoided a pump kick and landed a high kick of his own. He kept the offense up with a springboard kick and a running shooting star press, but Miro kicked out at a one count off the shooting star. Johnny hit a shining wizard, climbed the ropes. Miro avoided the dive and hit his signature uh, super kick or the machka kick, he used to call it. That was quickly followed by game over, and he bents Johnny Elites in half here as Johnny Elite did tap out for the submission. Very easy victory for returning Miro, Jesse. Very easy. Yeah, and I think it also kind of tells us they don't have really anything going on for, you know, Johnny Elite. No, it's just, a, is, it's just a nice payday. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, again, I, 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 I find myself not interested in getting uh, invested in him right now, which sucks, man, because in, in Lucha Underground, man, he was the shit. Yes. So... I don't know. Well, WWE, yeah, listen, man. The, WWE dropped the ball on him. They they let him go. They never really used him to his full potential. They fired his wife instead of pairing both of them together on TV and making them a serious power couple. 
So um, I kind of feel bad for him, to be quite honest with you. I re- he's going to be fine wherever he goes because he's fucking great. But m- my God, man, on national television, how, did, how do you drop the ball w- with somebody like that and her, knowing that you had both of them on your fucking roster? Bro, please. They, they've, they've dropped the ball on way more talented people than that. Yes. <laughs> they, I mean, not to say they're not talented. I'm saying they've dropped the ball on much higher prospects. I know, but I mean, it's just alarming at how many times it happens, though. Yeah. These guys fucked up the fiend, bro. Yes, I know. The Who, fiend. Who's already teasing he's coming back. Where? We don't know. I don't know. Chris Jericho, though. Chris Jericho's a fucking wizard, man. How can anybody like Eddie Kingston set someone on fire like that, man? The fuck you talking about, man? Eddie Kingston was, uh, Eddie Kingston himself was burned. No, 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 no. That's what Jericho was saying. Eddie Kingston going around with a gas, with a, with a, with a can of gas. Yes. Trying to set somebody on fire. Who oh, does yeah. how, that? How, how could you do that to an individual? I mean, how, how could you burn an individual like that? I mean, <laughs> why would you want to burn such uh, a fucking grand wizard, bro? I mean, <laughs> how could anyone want to burn a wizard? It's unbelievable. <laughs> so good. Jericho, Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Jake Hager walked out. Uh, by the way, Becky Lynch used the term wizard on uh, on commentary on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if anybody picked up on this. And then she actually tweeted Chris Jericho, I'm sorry for using the word wizard, <laughs> and then called herself a magician because she made Bianca Belair's title disappear in 26 seconds. I wish Monday Night Raw would fucking disappear. In tw- I wish Becky Lynch would disappear in 26 fucking seconds. Can you make yourself disappear? What I want. How does, she, how, how does she know Jericho calls himself a wizard? If she's because she watch, she 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 she's a she's an avid watcher of AEW, bro. Well, we we know Seth is. Well, yes. I mean, we know. Well, that. what do you think they were doing on Sunday night? I mean, we know. How, that. how do you think she knows that Jericho's yeah, a right. wizard, bro? Maybe it was. That'd be funny. Maybe it was Becky. What if it was Becky on Seth's a fucking tablet or some shit? I don't know. Could and Seth was be. logged in. Yeah, he, she just grabbed his tablet or his phone and logged into Twitter. Could and now we see Seth. That was fucking Becky. Could could possibly be. We'll <laughs> never know. All I know is Seth Rollins tuned into the post show scrum for double or nothing. He showed her right there in the chat. That wasn't me. That was Becky. Give me a break, man. Oh, they all watch. They all watch. They all want to know what's going on and then play it off as oh, they're not competition. Yes, they are, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Jake Hager. Oh my goodness, man. Whoa. Angel Alaga with a one hundred and fifty dollar super chat. Oh my goodness, man. You guys are starting the month of June off. Exactly the way I like it, man. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, we will read the super chats uh, at the end of the show. Angel, thank you so much, brother. No, 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 no. This is a bomb, man. Read this fucking super. All chat. right, all right, all right. Angel says dynamite was great as usual, and MJF and the work promo was awesome. MJF is not going to WWE anytime soon. As you, JD and BC, tell it like it is. How horrible the creative is at WWE. All the others in the wrestling community besides Jesse. Our WWE shills. That's what I'm talking about. There you go, man. Look at that. Three peas in a pod. Thank you, Angel, so much, brother. Uh, Everybody, if you guys want to get the Super Chats in, like Angel, you guys can get them on in. We'll read at the end of the show. Uh, So we got the Jericho Appreciation Society here. Jericho cut the music off again, Jesse. Did not allow anybody in Los Angeles at the forum to sing Judas. Just stop playing it. Just come out to silence. Stop just, just—I mean, don't don't take the song away. Just come out to silence like Tommaso Champ used to do. 
take the song away. Bring it back later, man. We got Jericho not allowing the crowd to sing Judas. He asks, what kind of man burns another man, claiming that Eddie Kingston dragged a can of gasoline to the anarchy in the arena match and poured gasoline all over him. So he said, what type of man burns another man? Jericho said um, he, he was complaining about Eddie Kingston, and he was then talking about uh, Brian Danielson saying that he said some bad words on Sunday night and saying that he wanted to kick his fucking head in. Fans began, began chanting, yes, yes, yes. Jericho said sports entertainers always beat pro wrestlers, and they were interrupted by Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston came out frantically pacing back and forth. And Jesse, I don't know if you noticed, but William Regal, and I knew what was going to be said before uh, William Regal even was on camera. You look at the scowl on William Regal's face, man. He had that same scowl all those years consecutively, right before he announced war games. Mm-hmm. He had that same fucking look on his face, man. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie Kingston's out there. Kingston's music hit. He said, cut the music right away. He says he wants to fight all of them right now, and he's going to run down to the ring, and he doesn't give a shit how many of them are there. Uh, he wants to fight them all. And then Regal, all, all of a sudden, he takes the microphone away from Eddie Kingston and shouts... Blood and guts. Now, it didn't have the same impact as War Games, the way he said it, but I appreciate the fact that they allowed him to make that announcement because, again, it's what the fans want, it's what the fans love, and Tony Khan allowed him that gesture, and I absolutely love it. So we got Blood and Guts, Jesse, announced. We knew it was coming, and it was announced for the Wednesday after the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, bro. Oh, my fucking goodness. Can you imagine that fucking week? Holy shit. That's going to be so nice, man. We're going we're gonna to get a lot of interesting wrestling this summer, man. Yes. And, and by the way, and by the way uh, I, I forgot to add uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jesse uh, put it so uh, beautifully in, in a text to me during the show. Uh, they are absolutely trolling WWE at this point, and I love every <laughs> fucking bit of it. Roman Reigns comes out. And gives us the acknowledge me every week. And we have the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, I don't know who, who it was. It was Matt Menard or Angela Parker. I think it was Angela Parker who said, appreciate us, AEW Galaxy. It's so good. Appreciate us. I mean, come on, man. You can't, you can't, you can't really... You can't really scoff at this, man. You need, are you not sports entertained here? Seriously. I know. I know somewhere Joe Anawaii was somewhere in front of a TV laughing his ass off. He had to be, man. I don't know why you wouldn't find this to be funny. Everybody in the bloodline's probably laughing their fucking ass off at this. That was so good. Bro. I mean, come on now. They probably text Jericho, you fucking asshole. Jesus Christ, man. So we got that. And uh, this led into a very volatile situation here. Regal shouted blood and guts. The announcers talked about the match, uh, obviously telling us uh, in detail what the match is. And Jericho says he's not getting blood and guts. Santana, Ortiz, and Hager beat up Kingston at ringside because Kingston said, fuck it. He ran down to ringside. Ortiz, though, showed up in the ring behind Jericho and whipped him with a loaded sock. He then uh, snipped off some of Jericho's hair, pulled out a pair of scissors, and cut Jericho's hair. This then leads Jericho yelling that his hair is worth more than their entire existence. 
He then agreed to a blood and guts match as long as he gets a Jericho versus Ortiz match, hair versus hair. First, he said he will shave him and burn him. Why? Because I'm a wizard, a Jericho wizard. says. I love it, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people, I mean, you might not like it. I got some good friends, some good buddies of mine that saying the wizard shit sucks, man. I love it. I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't love it. It's kind of dumb. But at the same time, that's it's why I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> because it's so dumb. <laughs> he will shave him. He will burn him and then uh, beat him. And then why? Because he's a wizard. That's, that's why. That, that's, that's, that's all what, I got. I'm a wizard, what. dude. Deal yeah, with what. it. Why anything? I'm a wizard. Oh, so we got man. that. So we got Blood and Guts announced, guys. This is the Wednesday after the Forbidden Door pay-per-view in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm, I'm excited. There's really no other way for me to put it. I, I love the first match. Um, this time it will be in an arena full of fucking fans and not at Daly's place where there's fucking 12 people in attendance. I can't wait. And hopefully, I, I hope for the love of God, if they plan on doing something on top of the cage... Can we do something that's a little bit more protected than fucking pillows underneath or different kind of camera angle? Hopefully this is, and, and being that it's the BB, uh, the, the BBC, the BCC, Jesus fucking Christ, talk about a fucking slip up. The BCC, <laughs> um, I hope that with, with them in the crowd, uh, in the arena, Jesse, in this match, that it's going to be a little bit more serious than it was the last time. I think this is going to yeah. be tremendous. Yeah, yeah. I don't see um, Moxley or Brian taking, you know, dives off the top of a cage you know maybe maybe 2.0 maybe you know if a big bump goes down but this seems like a match is going to pretty much stay of and around the cage so yes um it's just uh, it's gonna I mean it feels like I'm, I'm envisioning a lot of um a lot of like um starcade matches you know like the big ass fucking wcw in the big ass fucking cage cell you know what i'm saying yeah so the um the uh, the war the, the starcade type uh, uh cage match with war games, but yeah, I'm um it should be good. It should be pretty damn good, man. I'm, guys, I'm guys in the chat, I was talking about the British Broadcasting Company. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter, bro. Come on. We know what you were thinking about. Jesus man. fucking Christ, man. Come on, <laughs> bro, bro. What am I? What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about uh, OnlyFans and feet. Tony yeah. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's, that's yeah, right. that's yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're thinking about. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But yeah, I, I see it being like a, an old school blood fest cage match, you know, reminiscent of like, you know, Dusty and Flair and the old, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a, just beat the crap out of each other type cage matches. Man. I can't wait. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Uh, guys, we got the young bucks, got the young bucks here, Matt, Nick Jackson, red dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby fish and Hikuleo. He made his uh, return to AEW here, his second appearance, I believe, uh, with Brandon Cutler. This is against Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, Darby Allen, and Matt Hardy. Now, Jeff Hardy, Jesse, was pulled from Dynamite for, um, I don't think they really gave a reason, but I think we're all going to assume that he is just beat up, and it all stemmed from the match that he had with Darby Allen in the first round of the Owen Cup, and he looked a little flaky, on Sunday night, I called it out. I didn't really want to say anything to more than that from just what I saw, my observation. He looked a little off. He looked a little floaty is the word that I used. Um, so Tony Khan taking him off the show kind of goes back to the pay-per-view, and he did look a little off. So maybe he is dealing with some injuries that we don't really know uh, right now, or at least the full extent of his injuries, but he's off dynamite for the time being. 
maybe it's just could be just injuries. I mean, the guy's banged up, man. The guy's beat up. Yeah. I mean, if, am I? Hopefully, I'm not still the only one. Am I still the only one just wanting the Hardys to respectfully fade away? I mean, I'm I'm just tired of watching them in the ring, man. I'm sorry. I have nothing against them, but it's it's just not entertaining anymore. I, I get terrified every time they do a big spot. They do the same. They're wearing their fucking '90s clothes. It looks like they're wearing the same clothes that they were able to fit in when they were in the '20s. Yeah. And and you see Matt's gut falling all over the damn place. The same jinko baggy jeans, bro. It's come on, man. You know, you know, man. I was I was against the the hearty opinion of of you, but I think after Sunday night, now listen, the match the match itself was fine. It was a decent match. Um, they didn't really have any story going into it to a, a full extent. Uh, there is a little history there, but the story there was kind of, you know, uh, weak, and it was just a couple of weeks build. But the more and more that you talk about it and the more uh, I see it, uh, I'm kind of on your side here. You know, uh, I was the one who was advocating if they were all right in the head and they were okay and they were injury-free and they were a little decent, I would say, all right, let's, let's maybe experiment with the Hardys going after the Expedition of Gold getting those AEW tag team titles, even if it's a short reign, and put a nice uh, cap on their career. But uh, after Sunday night, man, I may be more in your favor here. Yeah, let's just, I mean, look, it, it's nothing against them. I love seeing Sting when we see him. I'm enjoying Christian Cage's work because he doesn't wrestle very often at all. You know, I mean, everybody, they they using their veterans very well, very well in AEW, but the Hardys just need to, fit into that mold a little bit more, man. They need to stop working in the ring and start working with the younger guys in the tag team division on a, on a different level than in the ring. That's all. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. So we got Matt Hardy here. Uh, Jeff Hardy uh, obviously out for um, for uh, injuries, potentially. We'll follow up on that story as more news becomes available. But Adam Cole was also announced for this match as well. And nobody knows why Adam Cole was actually pulled from this thing. He did win the Owen Cup on Sunday. I don't know if he's hurt. I think Tony Khan mentioned that Adam Cole was dealing with some nagging injuries. I don't know what the reason for that would be, but he was on commentary tonight. He was on the show, but he did not wrestle in this match where he was originally scheduled to. Uh, this was super fun. I love this. I thought this was all over the place, but typically these uh, these huge uh, tag team matches are always a lot of chaos and always a lot of fun. Jungle Boy and O'Reilly started it off, then Fish and Christian tagged in. Uh, about everybody got in this match for a little brief moment here. Uh, Jungle Boy took Fish down to the floor with a her and Karana, and then Christian landed a top rope headbutt for two. Match completely broke down into a brawl. Darby hit a, a beautiful and absolutely insane dive on uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Luchasaurus landed his uh, big moonsault as Jungle Boy landed his. Nick dove onto everyone, and we got a commercial break. So we got the Undisputed Elite. Beating down Christian, they're giving him the heel heat. And then we get a big double reverse DDT here, and that allows him to reach Luchasaurus for the hot tag. Luchasaurus ran wild, and everybody, Jungle Boy, hopped off his back for a running destroyer, which looks fucking unbelievable. Then Luchasaurus hit a standing moonsault for two. Hikaleo tagged in for the first time, and he had a nice little stare down with Luchasaurus. They hit simultaneous clotheslines, leading to Darby and O'Reilly tagging in. He then uh, gave coffin splashes to both O'Reilly and Fish before hitting a float over Stunner. He then went for the coffin drop on Hikuleo, but Hikuleo caught him in midair, and uh, Red Dragon hit an assisted brain buster on the floor uh, with the help of Hikuleo on Darby Allen. Hardy tagged in, and he did the uh, the turnbuckle spot where everybody chants delete, 
on everybody that was on the opposite team. Everybody loved it. L.A. was fucking loud for all those delete chants. And then Christian took the big man out with a spear. Uh, Hikaleo, that is. He tried to do the turnbuckle spot to Matt Hardy on Hikaleo, but that wasn't happening. So Christian took him out with a spear. We got a, a huge uh, just plethora of big moves here. Finished off by uh, the Bucks doing super kick party. Red Dragon hit the high-low. Bucks hit the Meltzer driver on Jungle Boy for the one, two, three. Most important thing in the match, Jesse, is the tag team champions here took the pinfall loss, and the Young Bucks are the ones to pin the champions. Are we looking at a potential showdown here for the tag team championships between the Bucks and Jurassic Express? Yes. And the outcome of that match will be Jurassic Express losing those tag team championships. Yes. And the Undisputed Elite will be on their way to... uh, Owning AEW at that point. Because Omega's going to be back. Omega's going to be back. And Adam Cole just won the Owen Cup. And we got potential Ring of Honor ties in there as well. It's going to be crazy, man. Yeah. Those trios titles are coming as well. Yep. Yeah. I could see them. I could see them um, putting the titles back on the Bucks to um, to, uh, to, uh, do storylines that they want to do for like Forbidden Door and things like that. So, yeah, I could see that. So this was fun. Um, uh, we don't know when Omega is coming back, but Tony Khan did say that uh, Omega is um, going to factor into the trio's championships, and that's the main reason for the holdup. And I absolutely agree with him on that. I think that's a, a very good reason. Some people may think it's an excuse, very good reason why he's holding off on those titles. But when you got a potential trio like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, why would you not want to include them in the inaugural tournament? So that would be foolish of him. I agree. So uh, we got this match super fun, and we got the Bucks pinning the tag team champions here in Jurassic Express. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee were backstage. This was a nice little promo by Isaiah Swerve Scott, or uh, Swerve Strickland, I should say. That's his old name that he doesn't go by anymore. But um, we have them in the back, and he was given a jacket, I believe, Jesse. I didn't really get the name of who was there. Did you get any of the names that was uh, that was there with uh, Swerve? Bro, I was so confused by this fucking segment. I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. I did not get anybody's name. I didn't, I didn't write down anybody's name here. But he was handed a jacket, and they cut a promo as a tag team. Him and Keith Lee, Lexi Nair interviewed them. And it was more along the lines of, yes, they are a tag team, but... You know, at any given point, Jesse, they could be a solo act and take uh, take on any of the big names uh, individually in AEW. So I, this is what I, this is exactly what we said on Sunday. I like the pairing, but they could be individual acts as well. And right now, they're not really factoring into any of the major singles titles. So why not pair them as a tag team until that day comes? Yeah, that could that could work. You know, that could work. I just I don't I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for something to pop with Lee and Swerve, man. Like I'm what? Not, I'm not sure. I'm just something some as far as chemistry goes. Like, to, something to bring them together. I had a thought. What if Lee and Swerve were part of Stokely's stable? Uh, I could see that. I mean, he would be great representation for sure. Right. But, I mean, it just, I mean, because... The vibe that I get that they're all, I mean, because they do so many, like, you know, pics and I see stuff on social media with them, that they're all cool backstage anyway. Swerve, uh, Jade, Keith Lee, you know, I can see them being as one big mega fucking stable, man. 
Uh, Katarino Willis in the chat. Not one word of the broken Matt or brother Nero comeback. You are all idiots. The fuck are you talking about, bro? Why are we getting so many trolls tonight? What, what are you talking about? What brother Nero comeback, you fucking idiot? What are you talking about? Broken Matt? Broken Matt's not coming back. If they do yeah, come but- back, what the fuck's the point? They're yeah, fucking but- injured. And they're old. We have an extreme amount of fucking trolls. Jesus fucking Christ. AEW is one great show and you got a bunch of fucking blithering idiots coming out of nowhere. Go watch fucking uh, Monday Night Wrong. Fucking go to sleep, you fucking idiots. Children. <laughs> my God. Get the fuck out of my chat, man. Broken Matt, Matt Hardy, brother Nero. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Jesus nope. fucking Christ. Athena, bro. Athena's on the stage. She's being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. She said it's no secret why she's in AEW. She's now the fallen goddess. She said the one wrestler in particular she wants is Jade Cargill. She said all streaks were made to be were made to be broken, and she will be the one to break hers. She said she can say whatever she wants because she is the alpha. Jade Cargill then interrupted and said, Tony, cut the shit. She walked out with Kiera Hogan, Red Velvet, and Stokely Hathaway, the former Malcolm Bivens. Jade got in Athena's face. She introduced the best talker in the game, Stokely Hathaway. Then said, as Jade's publicist, it's his duty to tell her that Jade is a queen, she is a goddess, and she is the TBS champion. All of a sudden, Chris Statlander, Anna Jay come out to stand next to Athena. We got Kiara Hogan and Red Velvet standing across from both of those ladies. Jade is standing across from Athena. And we got a six-on-six showdown here, Jesse, with... All three of Athena's women, or two of Athena's women, three in total, and uh, all of Jade's crew. Uh, what do you foresee coming of this? Athena says she's taking Jade and that title. I don't see that happening. No, I mean, obviously she's going to you know, beat the crap out of Hogan. Um, don't look good for Red Velvet either. And it's going to get us to um, Athena and Jade. Um which should be an interesting match, man. I think, again, I think it's going to come down to chemistry. Um, can Athena bring Jade, you know, to a to a great match? Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm thinking good things from it because of the size difference. I think if they produce this match the right way, we can get a, you know, David versus Goliath type deal in that match. Yep. And I think I'm, I'm envisioning a really good dynamic between those two. It could be way off. It could be, you know, the total opposite. But I'm I'm a fan of matches with the big size differences if they work well together. And I think this is going to be a good one right here. You know, it's really going to be a testament to how good Athena is in the ring when she gets in there with Jade. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people crying on social media. Oh, you know, here's, here's the AEW fucking marks out here using uh, Game Changer again. Athena's going to be on dark. And she's going to be on dark within the first two weeks of her being on television. She will. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. We documented this already uh, from the likes of Brian to Moxley to Omega to Cody. Cody even worked fucking uh, AEW dark. Give me a break. It doesn't really matter. So if she's there, she's there. But it will be a testament to how good she is. And she is very good uh, to get in there with Jade. A lot of people are very down on her personality. They think she's cringe. She doesn't have really uh, 
uh, a lot of charisma going for her. It, it's almost like a geeky charisma, Jesse. That is she very. Can use some, she can use some help in the charisma. Yes, department. yes. Uh, it, it's it's more it's more like a geeky charisma, but there's nothing wrong with that because no. she's just like us. She's an avid gamer. She likes fucking comics. She's yeah. She's just like us. So a lot of people are not going to get that and get that tie in. But with her being there, I mean, if you don't think she's going to help this division overall become stronger, I mean, I don't think you're a fucking bright individual whatsoever. I mean, she's there. She's going to actively on day one, as soon as she's in the ring, she's going to aid this division more so than a lot of people coming in, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Her, 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 in, her in ring work is, um, it, it's, it's not it's not disputed by anyone. No. She um, she owns, she, by the way, the second best women's takeover match of all time with Oscar. I just want you guys to know. No, I can see that. Yeah. She's gonna um she's gonna spend some time on dark. And if you watch my dark reviews, um, please do. You can do so by following me on my channel right there. <laughs> she there, you there we go. If you watch my dark reviews, I've been saying like for a while lately that. I think everyone, I think everyone on the entire roster should be working dark at some point. What I don't like is the repeat names we get on dark. We get guys and girls on dark that are going nowhere, not improving in the ring, not going to make it to TV anytime soon, but we're still seeing them on dark. It's I, I would rather, I would rather see a, a, a bigger revolving door of talent make a way into dark for a match here and there against some local talent or against some of the talent on the company that needs a big name to wrestle against, but not on a television spotlight. That's what dark should be. So um, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm wondering that too. What the fuck did the super chat say? I don't know. Uh, Sulagrim said some, something was deleted. Uh, the, the trolls yeah. are giving me money again. He, if he gave me a $20 super chat only for him to delete the fucking super chat. I mean, Jesus Christ, bro. Gas is fucking five fifteen a gallon. Where oh, he, re so, uh, he retracted it, so we can't even see it. No, uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, listen, uh, I, I get what you're saying, Jesse, and I think that's right. Uh, a lot of people don't take the, take into consideration, and these people don't think before they type, which is not really um, it, it's not yeah. really surprising coming from the fucking e-drones and the shills. Athena, Jesse, has been off of television since, uh, I would say, what, what, December or January when she got released? She's wrestled a couple of matches here and there on some local indie shows. I know she's wrestled Thunder Rosa for, for uh, yes, Warrior Wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. And a great match. Yes, she So, did. I mean, she obviously, for how great she is, is going to have some ring rust. So working mm -hmm. dark to get rid of that ring rust before Tony Khan puts her in a it's ring on perfect. national television, why wouldn't you go about that process? That's perfect. That's exactly where she needs to be. Work, work on... Look, do I want to see them there every week? No, but it was getting to the point. I was looking at Ruby Soho on dark every week. That's not where she deserves to be. No. I want to see people like Soho and, and Athena and stuff like that. They can do dark once to twice a month. That's about it. Yeah. That, that's about it. If everyone, everyone on that roster does dark, a dark match once or twice a month, that's enough of them to rotate them in and out with lower guys on the card, with local talent, to help showcase them and help draw some numbers to fucking dark. I mean, if I find out, hey, look, Brian's going to be on dark this week. Oh, shit. You know, let's see him work a fucking five minute match, 10 minute match, whatever. I mean, this is something. So there's nothing wrong with being on dark. There's a problem with staying on dark. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that is definitely the problem. Uh, and I agree 100 percent with your with your take there. But Athena is there. And, and I, I think, Jess, we talked about this on Sunday. Uh, it, it feels to me. 
that Statlander and Jade is the uh, is the final fight scene here for the TBS Championship. I think Statlander, yeah. with how over she has become in yes. uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think that is the way. And whether it's Athena or Statlander, kind of turning to the dark side, I, I do see Statlander taking that title, and I do uh, I do see Athena possibly feuding with Statlander because the whole the whole gimmick of Statlander is. Uh, all of her friends betrayed her, so I could see Athena being the fallen goddess, kind of, kind of turning to the dark side, and, and Chris Statlander uh, being right again in her assessment of, you know, all these women wanting to befriend her, and then she can't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with Statlander. I'm glad that she's getting bigger reactions because she deserves them. Yep. Um, if you have new to here and have not heard me say it before, I'm a huge Statlander mark, bro. I am. So if I'm if it appears I'm bashing her, trust me, it's just because I, I want to see more for her. But um Statlander needs she needs something. She needs something that Jade has. Jade cannot work half as well as Chris Statlander, but Jade is a better champion right now. Yeah. And you guys you know? were yeah, that, that's for sure. And also going back to the Athena uh, Athena thing. Um, when Triple H was there before he was removed from power in NXT, they were working on a heel turn for Athena. So she was going to, uh, and she actually was going to turn heel uh, after Triple H had left as well. And they just dropped the entire gimmick. And then, you know, she went on to do the Chris Van Vliet podcast and document all the fucking terrible happenings backstage. They dropped everything and then had her go back to the, uh, the old Ember Moon gimmick, and then uh, they promptly took her off television, had her go do the hair, get the outfit, do the theme music, cut a promo, and Vince then said, fuck it, we're taking you off television, ultimately to fire her from, from WWE. So we could, we could see something along those lines where they just pick up the pieces left there and she applies it to AEW. So we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, everybody in the chat, uh, thank you so much for being here. Continue to get those super chats in. Uh, we got... Uh, a ton of them to read through, so I see all of them coming in. Thank you guys very much. It's been a very busy night. It was a uh, very huge night for AEW, and we had a, a large audience here to talk about everything. So uh, I'm glad you guys are joining us here. I'm blurry. Why am I blurry? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Streamyard. Uh, check that out. Uh, it's happening on my end too. But yeah, you're coming through. It's just blurry. Um, but thank you guys very much, man. Number one in the community. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with us and uh, making you uh, making us uh, our you know your destination for AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night right here on OTS. Uh, we got Wardlow and JD Drake. This was one minute, basically uh, nothing more than a sidewalk slam and a power bomb for Wardlow here on JD Drake, and that was it. So Shivani entered the ring to interview Wardlow. Smart Mark Sterling interrupted and said, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. He came out with about eight security guards. He said he must be tickled pink about beating up all those security guys. Wardlow took the security guy who handed him an envelope. This dude doesn't watch the product. As Wardlow opened the envelope, Sterling said he was being sued by the American Arena security officials or, or professionals. He says he's representing them and he'll see them in court. Wardlow powerbombed the one lone security guy, and Mark Sterling yelled, No! He has a family! <laughs> Wardlow ripped up the lawsuit paperwork and shoved it in the guy's mouth. So we have Wardlow uh, officially part of the AEW roster. First match as an AEW uh, superstar. Powerbombs J.D. Drake and uh, still continuing the smart Mark Sterling storyline that he had to deal with all these weeks as Sterling was aligned with MJF. So... 
What do you I think? Like the, where, where do you think they're going with, with Warlow, bro? You think they're going uh, anywhere fast with him, or they're going to take their time, slow and steady? Now that he is moved away from MJF, I don't know. And that's the that's the thing now. Now now they have to find something for him to do, all yeah. right? Because his his I mean he he got his push. MJF took him as far as he can take him, and now he's off on his own. Big baby face, got to go out there and conquer the world, right? So. Um, he's got to go out there and, and win some gold, man. So, um, I see, I can see, I can see uh, Scorpio Sky in his future for sure. I could, yep. You know, absolutely. But um, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta do something interesting with him. They, they need to, they need to find a good heel to work him with because um, he's over right now as a babyface. So, I'm not sure where they go. I'm kind of interested to see what they get planned for. Yeah, uh, according to some news outlets uh, in the community, uh, Wardlow had new theme music written for him, and uh, we yeah. don't know uh, if that will be used. At all, but uh, I was hoping for new theme music, being that he is now a full-fledged AEW superstar after uh, this yeah. MJF storyline. I am not a fan of Wardlow's current theme music. I was hoping for a change. Uh, I don't think it really fits him. Uh, I think it's kind of lame, and I was hoping for something a little bit more catchy and something a little bit more recognizable as far as he is concerned, but uh, that was being reported, and I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing for Wardlow, so I hope it is. Yeah, that was the first one of the first things I was looking for when he came out. Um, with no security guards and it was quiet. Like, okay, here we go. They're gonna debut some new music. Yeah. And then um, it was the same stuff. And I was seriously like, no, this was the perfect time to give him his own music. You know, that was the shitty music that MJF gave him. Where's this new music? And I went online to look, and that's when I found what I sent you. I guess they made some, but it didn't make it. I didn't make it yet. They're not done with it. I don't know. You gotta talk to Mikey, man. Yeah, I'm sure he's got something uh, cooking up in the studio. But uh, Wardlow, man, uh, a TNT title, uh, I think that's a uh, very good road for him to take. Or or maybe even, you know, again, we don't know where Miro is going to fit in. Maybe maybe we get Wardlow and Miro to kind of clash uh, against each other on AEW Dynamite. Uh, that's a bad that's a bad mixture. Right that's there. a bad match there. Yeah, right. For right now, it is. Neither one of those guys can lose. Maybe Miro takes the TNT title, and maybe we have uh, Wardlow versus uh, Miro for the TNT title. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's an awesome feud, you know. Definitely, definitely a feud to do, but not right now. Neither one of those guys can lose right now. We got Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Uh, they cut a promo backstage. Lambert said Dante Martin has a lot of potential, and at his best, he might someday be as good as Ethan uh, Ethan Page. Sky says he wants him to enjoy his California vacation because on Friday he'll get his ass handed to him by the face of TNT. Dante walked up to him and said he thinks he is better than him right now. And on Rampage, he is going to prove it. So we have uh, a nice little showdown happening on Friday night. And uh, what happened with uh, Scorpio Sky, Jesse? You said he named the title after uh, the L.A. Uh, some management in uh, Los Angeles as, uh, he, as part of the Lakers. He named the title Genie. Genie. A who is Genie? After Genie Bus. Who is who is who to the Lakers? Owner. The owner of the Lakers. He named the yeah. TNT title after the owner of the La uh, the Lakers. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yes, he did. So he's got a Laker-inspired title, and he's got a Laker-inspired name. <laughs> yep. There you go. Uh, Scorpio Sky must be a fan of the L.A. Lakers. There you go. I guess he's not pleased with the Golden State Warriors in the finals, huh? Uh, SCU, man. <laughs> SCU to the day he dies, man. He definitely named that title after Genie Buss. I thought that was fucking hilarious. There man. you go. <laughs> um, we got a tag team match. Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Ah, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, bro. I don't get all this Tony Storm love when she was in the ring with Jamie Hayter, man. T 
Tony Storm, man. She's in the ring there with Ruby Saw against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, bro. Good old Jamie Hayter, man. Man. I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling to figure out why everybody wanted to see this match for a second time, Jesse. I I don't understand it. Can somebody fill me in here, man? This is a dude. They can. I don't care how many times they run this fucking match. They can run it every week. I have. I, listen, I have, I have the overwhelming sensation at this this late hour, man. For uh, for for uh, <clears throat> some cake. Where's Tony Brown? Is he here? Tony Brown already gave a super chat, man. He already said Jesse and JD. You already know. He says. Okay. All right. There we go. We know. We we know which one he was talking about. Okay. Good. Bro, I, I have this overwhelming sensation for cake. At this hour, man. Maybe late night snack. I don't know. Ooh, man. Man, I don't man, know, man. man. I don't know. Gotta love it. Listen, man. I love all these women in this match. This was great. Ooh. Britt Baker made her entrance. Jamie Hayter out there with Rebel. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho come out. Very good tag team match that these four ladies had on Rampage not too long ago. And this was just as good. And we got a very competitive match here with the team of Ruby Soho and Tony Storm getting the victory and Ruby Soho getting at least some revenge on Britt Baker following Sunday's pay-per-view. Storm and Baker started off. Storm was on fire here, forcing Baker to tag out quickly to Jamie Hayter. Soho came in as well, and Hayter uh, with Baker worked together to establish control here for the heel team. Baker gave her a neckbreaker on the floor. We go to commercial break, Soho. Uh, fighting back here, hits a back suplex, reached Storm for the hot tag. She ran wild on both opponents until Jamie Hayter countered a tornado DDT with a DDT of her own on the floor. Soho took out Hayter with an absolutely vicious crossbody flying off the top rope. Jamie Hayter hit that mat, and you heard Ooh. splat. Oh, my goodness. Baker Jamie came in. Hayter. Dude, she, she takes is... some great fucking bumps, man. Let uh, me tell you. Right. Don't she take a, she takes a lot of stiff bumps, man. This is exactly Ooh. what we want from the ladies in the ring, man. Jamie Hayter is perfect. Love it. In um, every way. Yes. Every way. Yes, I agree. So we get, uh, bro, get your mind out of the gutter. Come on. Oh, sorry. We, we, got, we, got, we got a job to do here, man. Uh, diving crossbody. Uh, Baker then comes in with a sling blade on Soho. Back in the ring, Storm took out Baker with the German. Hayter smashed Soho with a vicious backbreaker. Baker hit a butterfly suplex on Soho, but uh, was rolled up for two. Soho hit her, no future for a near fall. Baker hung on after the kickout, put on her glove randomly out of nowhere and tried for the lockjaw. She tried she to put that glove. I don't know. I don't know where, where it did came she from. Keep that Maybe glove? she's a fucking wizard, bro. I don't know. No shit. I was wondering, like, where did she pull that glove from? You know, Becky Lynch wants to claim she's a magician, bro, but uh, I'm wondering that about Britt Baker, too, you know? And and I gotta tell you, as I'm watching this match, I kept I kept going back and thinking to where you know someone in the chat or you were saying that it looked like that Britt Baker's uh, in ring work has dwindled a little bit, and I don't see any in that match, man. I don't know, man. Maybe I was just over examining things on uh, on Sunday night. I don't know. She she's not good. bad. I never said she's oh. bad, but I know. I mean, for, I mean, she she looks. I'm I'm looking at. I'm looking at the scale of Brit. I'm not trying to compare to anyone else. Just looking at from where she started to what we got used to. And I don't see any change in her game as it stands right now. She's well, you know, still you know good. What else, you know what also helps here, too? The fact that she's been with Jamie Hayter for, for you know, a while now as a, as a tandem, as a unit. And then she's in there with one of her legit best friends in Tony Storm, uh, who uh, Britt Baker lobbied for Tony Storm to be brought into the company in the first place, I'm assuming. So, I mean, she's in there with people that she, she knows, and, and obviously, mm-hmm. and Tony Storm, very good friends with Tony Storm. So, 
the the level of match is going to be there for Britt because of who she's in the ring with. And I think yeah. you said that on Sunday night. It all depends on the she's dance the partner with. that you have. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, for every match I've seen with Britt Baker as of late, man, I'm like, she so looks like Britt Baker. You know, she's not, I'm not saying she's out there, you know, tearing the world down, you know, of women's wrestling. I'm saying that she looks good and she looks 10 times better than the way she started. And yep. she's perfectly fine right now. She's yep. good. Yeah, no, she's all right. I, I didn't say she was terrible, but uh, yeah, there was a little moment there after the, uh, the the Rosa feud where I felt like, is she giving it all that she has here? Is there a little hesitation on her behalf? I don't know. Maybe it's just me over-examining things like I usually do, but no, I still I still, I still, feel like that she's over-babied and slowly becoming the Charlotte Flair of AEW. I'm yeah. not taking that back just yet. But for right now, you know, her in-ring work looks perfectly fine. Man. And speaking of which, there was no Thunder Rosa on the show tonight as your women's champion. So I just want to nope. make that uh, aware to everybody as well. Instead, we get Athena that came out yes. just to get interrupted in her promo. Yes. Instead of the champion. Maybe we'll see Thunder Rosa on Rampage. I don't know. But uh, Baker here, um, she went for the lockjaw. She tried to cradle out of it, did... Uh, did Ruby Soho, but an assist from Hayter gave Baker a credible attempt for a near fall of her own. Soho kicked out. Baker hit a swinging neck breaker on Ruby. Miscommunication between Hayter and Baker led to Soho hitting destination unknown for the win, and Britt Baker is pinned on Dynamite. Ruby Soho gets her victory back over Britt for Sunday night and the Owen final, and that was pretty much it. Hayter attacks Soho with the Owen Hart Cup belt after the match, and the heels, Jesse, uh, remained on top in the post-match attack. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a fan when WWE does that. I'm not a fan of it here. I mean, who who won the match? I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You won, but then you, you get, you know, pummeled right after it. I don't know. I, I was never a fan of that kind of, hey, if you win the match, you should, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, <clears throat> Barry Goldwater in the chat. Love calling these fucking pieces of shit out. He says, man, y'all are some perverted motherfuckers. Clearly, clearly, Barry Goldwater, you don't watch the fucking show on a weekly basis. Who the fuck are you calling perverted, bro? Know our sense of humor before you come into our chat and start spewing bullshit. Get him the fuck out. That's all I gotta say about that. Nobody knows that. Everybody else is laughing, but Barry Goldwater. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro, I'll make my channel an all-Christian channel, and I'll come wearing a fucking priest outfit next time, you fucking piece of shit, all right? I'll give out fucking communion and douse everybody with fucking holy water. How about that? <laughs> fucking Christ. Anyway, moving on. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, Um, oh, what else happened in that match? I had another note for that match, so... Uh, Britt Baker and Athena. And yeah, yeah, they beat him down like right after the match. I mean, there, there goes, you know, the, the little shine that they get. But um little surprised that, you know, Princess Britt took the took the pin there. Yeah. You know, I'm happy. Good. Well, I know. mean, she won the Owen Cup, bro. What difference she does it make? Won the Owen Cup. And they said that these are not defendable titles that we that they're carrying now. They made that clear tonight, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that not essentially with text about that. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, we'll get into it later, man, but there's too many. There's too many already. Speaking of belts, Battle of the Belts has been announced for August 5th. Oh, my God, dude. Hopefully, hopefully round three is better than round one or round two. Where's I'm going to pull up that text I sent you. Here we go. The AEW title, the TNT title, the AEW women's title, 
the TBS title, the AEW tag titles, the FTW title, the men's Owen title, the women's Owen title, the ROH title, the ROH TV title, the ROH tag titles, the trios titles are coming. These are all titles that are being carried out on AEW television right now. That is, that is, that is way too many titles for a show that has three hours of TV a week. All right, bro. I think I think maybe you're you're over examining things. Ring of Honor is eventually going to get uh, its own show and whatever it's got to do on its own. So those titles, you, you'll see them every now and then on on AEW television to yes. kind of cross promote, but if they're I not going to be a staple still, on the show. They will still be on AEW TV even when ROH finally does get their. Own All right, but they'll have their own roster. So we get a roster split. We get a brand split. No, we're not gonna have a brand. No, we're not gonna have a brand (laughs) split. We're gonna have a Ring of Honor dedicated roster, right? But we're not gonna get a. We're not getting a brand split. It's two different promotions, right? WWE operates the brand split under WWE Raw and SmackDown. That's a brand split. It's one company. These are two companies having two separate shows. Oh, okay. It's. I don't see the damn difference, man. <laughs> They're all owned this, by Vince. This, by the way, this, by the way, is the same guy that said MJF was going to beat Wardlow at Double or Nothing, man. Well, how, how well did that go? And this was the same guy who weeks before that claimed that CM Punk was a part timer. Now that part timer is your world champion. You were the guy that was too much of a pussy to take the bet. I should have taken the bet. I would have won ten power bombs deep, bro. Yeah, maybe you would have, man. They, they, maybe you should have taken the fucking bet. <laughs> Bro, listen, man, I agree with you, man. Trios, titles, and that's it. That's all we need. I hear this fucking talk of everybody wanting women's tag team titles in, uh, in AEW. Why? Why would you even wish for the same fate to come to AEW uh, like you see in WWE? Do you see how well it's working out over there? Soon as it happens, Jesse, we get those titles. Oh, my God, it's so great. And then for fucking one minute, they'll be they're important, and then, uh, and then they'll be unimportant. It looks like they're coming. The more they bring in these these tag team, they they are pairing women together more. I think they're. I think we're gonna get women's tag team titles, man. No, to women's tag team. I, I'll fucking I'll fucking go to the show, man, and pick it like uh, Juice Robinson used to do in NXT. <laughs> no to tag team titles. Yeah, but don't want them. I don't agree with it, but I think they're coming, man. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But. Uh... We got AEW Rampage on Friday. We got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers happening. That's enough to tune in right there. Athena's debut and the TNT title will be on the line. Scorpio Sky will defend against Dante Martin. And on Dynamite Wednesday, Jesse, we got one match already announced. Hangman Page will go one-on-one with David Finlay. Okay. Not familiar with David Finlay, huh? Nope. The son of Fifth Finlay? Oh, is that who? Is it? Is his son? Yes. I believe so, yes. Does he work somewhere else right now? Who? David Finley? Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, with Juice Robinson on Impact TV. Oh, he's on Impact. Okay. I think so. I don't know if they're working there anymore. I think he's the son of Fifth. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to come out here and say state something as fact that I'm, that I'm obviously wrong, but I would assume so with the last name, right? I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't want to assume. I don't know. Somebody will tell <laughs> me, though. Somebody will let us know in the chat. Yeah, Fifth Finley's son, says Shakoy. Thank you. All right, I was right. Oh, but sorry. that confirms it because Shakoi said Yes, so? of course. Why, why would he? Uh, Shakoi's a VIP, bro. Why would he be wrong? Oh, well, there you go. That, there, there you go. go. He is. Look, every low. Oh, there you go. Look, I'm right. I'm a fucking wizard, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Jericho and William Regal were on commentary for the main event. John Moxley and Daniel Garcia. Wow, this was um, this was great. Killer. This was an excellent, hard hitting match. Everything you'd expect out of two guys that are probably going to be in blood and guts. Um, Jericho. Let me, and- what, let me tell you what I saw. I, I saw in Daniel Garcia someone that Regal just had to flip a goddamn coin and pick between Garcia and Yuta. Yeah. Like he, like, he legit did not know, man. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Garcia could fit into the uh, Blackpool Combat Club any day of the week. Any day. This was a hard-hitting match. Uh, Jericho and William Regal were on commentary. They added a, a lot of uh, humor to the commentary booth, and uh, they did not really uh, overstay their welcome. I thought they were both, both very pleasant on commentary, really selling the blood and guts match that is happening in a month's time. So we got Moxley had the upper hand. Apparently he had stitches after the anarchy in the arena match, which came into play in this match because he was bleeding buckets of blood in this match. Garcia would try to come back with strikes on Moxley. Moxley had obviously the size, the power, and the stamina advantage here. Moxley went for the paradigm shift. Garcia drove him out of the ring and sent him into the steel steps on the outside and kicked them into Moxley's leg. Moxley's forehead, forehead was busted open uh, after being cut on Sunday. So Garcia uh, hit an avalanche back suplex for two. Moxley counted a sharpshooter attempt and then hit an X-plex. Shout out to Pete Dunn, Butch, who is not him uh, himself anymore on SmackDown on Friday night. Uh, Garcia into the steel steps back in the ring. Moxley hit a top rope butterfly. Yes, he did an X-plex onto Garcia on top of the steel steps, and it looked fucking brutal. Back in the ring, Moxley hit a top rope butterfly suplex. He goes for a near fall. Garcia kicks out. He laid in some big anvil elbows and a rear naked choke. Garcia rolled out of it and laid in some elbows of his own, mimicking Moxley's anvil elbows. Garcia applied a rear naked choke, but Moxley rolled through and applied an armbar. Garcia wrestled out of it, forcing Moxley to the ropes with a submission. Out of nowhere, Moxley got a cradle and a near fall. He then hit a German. Garcia came back with a German of his own and a stuffed pile driver for a two count. Moxley fought out of another sharpshooter attempt, and they traded strikes back and forth in the ring. They're on the outside again. Garcia hopped on Moxley's back, and they fell backwards over the timekeeper's table. Jericho all of a sudden gets up from commentary, runs down the ramp. He runs to the ring to distract Moxley, but Moxley hit the paradigm shift and applied the bulldog choke for the win, and Eddie Kingston ran so fucking fast down the ramp, he almost fell and tripped over himself <laughs> trying to I, run at Jericho. I don't know if anybody I caught that. we had a... I thought we had a Titus world slide. Uh, uh, something was going to happen. That, thank <laughs> God he fucking caught himself. He landed on Jericho against the ring apron, and um, they beat the shit out of Jericho. There's a big brawl there. They get into the ring. Moxley's bleeding. He gets on the microphone. He said he wanted blood and guts. You guys want blood and guts? You got it. Jericho versus Ortiz was announced for Road Rager in two weeks, hair versus hair, and blood and guts was confirmed for four weeks from now on June 29th. That is the Wednesday following the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And Tony Khan tweeted during this show, Jesse, while the main event was happening, that TNT, Time Warner, TBS, gave him an overrun for as long as they needed for this match. So it ended around 10.02, 10.03. And I, listen, man, that's all. If Cole and Hardy got anywhere close to that, it would have been decent. But the fact that this match went an extra two or three minutes over the 10 o'clock hour, man, it made a world of a difference. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome, man. I loved everything about this fucking show. This, the show was great. This was easily one of the best dynamites that, dynamites that they've ever put on. Yeah, man. And since my memory is terrible, 
I mean, it's going to have to be the greatest dynamite for me of all time until I go back and watch one that was a candidate, man. It was just a fucking fantastic show. We got surprises. We got Forbidden Door Bill. We got the fucking promo of the decade. You know, we got a match with fucking Moxley and 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 Daniel Garcia. What a fucking show. And the thing this is, this all bro, happened in two hours. I know. Fastest two hours on uh, weekly wrestling television. And the funny thing is, bro, can, you know, they got, uh, they got four more weeks of Forbidden Door Bill. Uh, can you imagine what the arena is going to feel like and, and sound like when you see those Okada bucks flying from the fucking ceiling, bro? When you see o- o- Okada he, he has to show up. In the next four weeks, bro, he has to show up. Yep. And then, and then, don't forget, I think we see Kenny before Forbidden Door. I know I'm hearing the, the rumors that he might not be ready. I think that's all part of the fucking the rumors or whatever to work. Kenny Omega will be at Forbidden Door. And what do we do with Kenny Omega if he is at the forbidden door? I know him and Osprey tease something, man. If it's Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey, and then, bro, if you got Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey, Brian Danielson versus Kazushka Okada, and CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi on the same fucking card, man. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I, I don't know if you're Alfred or not, but you better shut your fucking mouth. Man. Holy shit. Bro. TK is not one to say, well, I got their money. I sold it out. Now I can just give them whatever I want. No, he's about to fucking deliver some shit. <laughs> as Man. long as it's not five hours long, please. I don't care if it's five hours long. I, I said this on my show. They don't do pay-per-views frequently enough for me to complain about a long show. If they did a pay-per-view once a month and it's four to five hours each show, yeah. If I got to wait four months to get one five-hour show... I'm fine with it. As long as I have to come here and do a three-hour live review with your ass after Listen, man. That review did big uh, big numbers, man. What the fuck are you complaining about? It you, made, you made a lot of people happy, man. It was it was, it was was fun. It was fun. I know I complain a lot about that stream, but it was fun, man. I was just fucking beat. But it, we had a lot, a lot of fun there. And we had a lot of fun tonight, guys. Thank you so much for making us number one in the IWC, man. I know there were a lot of other people talking about this huge night. And by the numbers, man, and by the end of it all, we were number one as soon as we hit the air tonight, man. Thank you guys so very much. Of course, I got the stats in front of me because Hoop Media is my analyst, and uh, I was uh, filled in on all the analytics behind the scenes, bro. You know, you know, you know Hoop Media, right? Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. It's making us the destination for your Wednesday Night Dynamite post show. Hit that thumbs up, man. We got 1,600 likes. Can we get anywhere close with uh, 2,000? Make sure you guys do that, man. We, we usually we ask for 1,000. Can we do 1,000 on top of 1,000? Can we do 2,000 likes on tonight's OTS AW Dynamite post show? Super Chats in the room. We're going to go over them in just a second. New memberships. Thank you guys so much. Continue to join the VIP club. Follow us on social media. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter. We just hit 40,000 followers on Twitter. Thank you guys very much. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. And make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Monday Night Raw Post Show is live on Monday. We did OTS 432 on Sunday. We did Double or Nothing on Sunday. I did an extra today documenting some new late information in the Sasha Banks-Naomi situation. Apparently all communication has stopped between them, Jesse. Sounds about right. Sounds good. I mean, they, they're both still mad, you know? Good. Be Sasha, mad. Sasha and Naomi are fucking mad as hell. WWE are trying to make examples out of them and everything else. That's fine. So they're going to let them walk out and they're going to lose big time. Oh, yeah. 
So make sure you guys go check that out on the channel right now, man, on the homepage if you missed any of that stuff. Let's start at the top here. We got D Bastardo with a $5 super chat. JD, I love AEW, but I need bigger stories to boost the women and less predictable dynamite shows. Maybe I'm expecting too much. What you guys think? Uh, Best Auto, I don't know what you're talking about as far as predictable Dynamite shows. But yeah, exactly. I don't know what you're talking about there, but I agree with you. Tonight was one of the most unpredictable Dynamite shows that we've got in a long time, yeah. man. Come on. Did you expect Tanahashi to come out? Did you expect MJF to fucking cut promo of the decade here? I mean, come on. I agree with you on the women. The women do need to be booked strong. Thank you, V5 Dollars, brother. Joseph Taylor with a 2 dollars Super Chat. Thank you, Joseph Taylor. Uh, MJF cut promo of the year. Yes, he did. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. Talk about fucking pipe bomb, says Tony Brown. And then he gives another 499 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, y'all already know. Oh, I know. There it is. Okay. I know, Tony Brown. I know you know, and you know we know. Yes. Jamie. Tony. No, he, he was talking about Jamie, man. Now he's talking about Tony. Oh, whatever. He's talking about Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony is exquisite, bro. I'm sorry. Sorry. She's 10 out of 10 for me. Jonathan uh, McCardle. 1999 Super Chat. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, hello from the SIP, JD. Been watching you for as long as you have had this podcast. Also, just wanted to let you know and the OTS family that I lost my mother yesterday. Thoughts and prayers are appreciated. Jonathan, listen, brother. I hate hearing comments like that, man. I really do. Uh, the fact that you are here and you're watching us and taking your mind off of all of that for just a little bit, man, it means the world to me and Jesse. Everybody in the OTS venue right now, man, everybody in the chat, I want to see those prayer emojis for Jonathan. Thoughts and prayers to his family and him for the loss of his mother, man. Sorry to hear that, brother. The Bastardo with a $2 Super Chat. Jeff Hardy and Punk, three-month build at All Out. The Bastardo, I don't know what you've been drinking, brother. <laughs> Whatever you're drinking, bro, serve me and Jesse a triple, please. My God, man. I don't want to drink any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Bruce is his bartender, man. I don't know. I'm drinking something that leads me to want to see a Jeff Hardy match with Punk. I'm not drinking that shit. Tony Brown with another 499 Super Chat. He says, OMG, the booty. Right. Jamie. Yes, Tony. Is, is it... Come on, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. I hope we get blood and guts at Forbidden Door. Joseph Taylor, you might have missed the announcement at the end of the show. <laughs> Why it, would it be yeah. at Forbidden Door, man? Nothing about that match screams Forbidden Door. Come on, bro. What are you, what are you drinking? What, Best Auto's drinking, Joseph? Come on. Yeah, don't drink that shit. Eli with a $5 Super Chat. Got to see the Sammy and Cody ladder match in Cleveland, and now I get to see Blood and Guts in the Motor City. I can't wait. Yeah, Detroit's getting some fucking solid shit lately, man. Holy shit. Detroit, man. How come Chicago never gets any good shows? What the fuck, man? Clearly, Jesse's been drinking what Best Auto's drinking, too. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, really. Dwayne Jackson with a $5 Super Chat. Why is Johnny Elite all of a sudden Johnny Jobber? Because he's not really Johnny Elite, that's why. He's Johnny, he let me permanent. get the quick payday for Wednesday, and I'll go back to uh, AAA. 
maybe he hits a little losing skid and then brings in his wife and then she gets him on track. It's a possibility. Thank you, Dwayne Jackson. Michelle Moran, what a fight I'll see a show for the ages, she says. Damn great show. Blood and guts. It's now official. Punk gets Tanahashi and I bet Brian gets Okada and MJF pulling out nukes. Love MJF. Everybody loves MJF. Yes. Sean Crockett with a 20 in Super Chat. Good evening, JD and Jesse. Awesome show. Loved Dynamite. I was on the edge of my seat for the whole thing. I have an early morning and we'll watch the review tomorrow. Keep up the awesome job. Love OTS. Thank you guys. Sean Crockett, thank you so much, brother. Get some sleep. Have a good day at work tomorrow. We'll see you in the AM, man. We got... Wow, there's a lot of... uh, there's a lot of prayer emojis going right now. Um, Alex Perez, 499 Super Chat. Sunday was my first AEW show. Friday will be my second. Already can't wait for, for them to come back to the West Coast, take my money, and give it to MJF. And they gave LA a show, didn't they? They, they did, man. It almost man. felt like it almost felt like a Grand Slam show. It was 16,000, nearly 16,000 people in attendance, man, for that show. That's a big fucking deal. The fucking the capacity for the Kia Forum is only seventeen thousand, man. They nearly sold that shit out. Yep. And maybe they did sell it out, depending on the setup, too, yeah. Because that, yeah. that that setup doesn't include wrestling. Yeah. And the stage was smaller tonight. Yeah. To accommodate more fans. Yep. Dwayne Jackson with a twenty dollars super chat, with MJF saying what he said and having the top executives from Warner and Discovery there. MJF throwing Tony under the bus, throwing F-bombs like crazy. Does this hurt or help in renegotiating a new deal? Bro, the fact that they were there only plays into the fucking work. Yeah. Come on. It's a word. We, we, we can stop wondering what's up. This, this is a fucking word. No millionaire, billionaire, anybody who owns anything will let somebody go out there and disparage them in public and, and it not be scripted. MJF would not have been at this show tonight if everything that happened over the weekend was real. No, not no way on the fucking planet. Shira Kazama Mishiyama with a new membership. I probably butchered your name, but uh, I appreciate becoming a new member in the venue. Shira, what are you drinking tonight? Johnny Angel or one I did not super chat. What are some of your favorite foods and restaurants? I love Italian. I love Mexican. I love Asian fusion. I love me a nice filet mignon, man, with nice mashed potatoes, grilled asparagus, or green beans. That's my ideal meal. If I was to if I was to choose one meal, bro, it would either be that or a nice fucking hearty pasta dish of some sort. I can see that. I'm um, I don't know. I do like I like if I'm if we talking restaurant restaurants. Uh, I guess so. He said, "What's your favorite restaurant? What, what are your favorite foods and restaurants?" I like a I like a good steakhouse. Yeah. Um. I also like I like I like um Japanese hibachi steak. Yes, that's delicious too. Yes. Yes, I I, I love a good Japanese hibachi grill, man. Yes. And any day that we that is so good, so yeah. good. Other than that, though, man, I love them all, bro. There's a Benihana five minutes from where I'm where I'm living. There you go. Yeah, we got one of those out here, man. Now, we got two in my area, but we got another local spot that I think is better than our Benihana. But. I like I like different kinds of cuisines, man. Italian restaurant, give it to me. 
a good, you know, authentic Mexican restaurant, bring it on. Let's yep. go. Let's bring it. Yeah. Let's do it. Definitely. Those uh, those are more my flavor uh, palettes right there. Some Asian fusion, man. I love the, I love the ginger. I love the sesame. Yeah. I, I love all that shit, man. That shit gets my mouth watering before you even fucking start speaking about it. Love it. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex Perez with uh, the 499, Dwayne Jackson with the 20. Thank you guys very much, Shira. Thank you for the new membership. Gary, the new man with a $20 sewage. I want hell of a pipe bomb, but for me, it had some holes in his argument. 225 characters isn't enough to explain. We'll do it in the comments after. All right, Gary, I'll be looking forward to it, man. I don't know why you had a, a slight problem with MJF's nuke tonight, but uh, I look forward to it. Drizzy Drew with a 499 super chat. TK better have paid him that Roman Reigns money. Man, MJF left me speechless. Might have also turned him babyface a bit with the underpaid lines. You think he's uh, on his way to becoming the babyface in this thing, Jesse? Or is Punk going to be the baby? Obviously, going to Chicago, Punk's going to be the babyface. But over a long-term period, do you see MJF potentially becoming the babyface here? No. I saw, I saw those, um, you know, those thoughts being floated out there. I just, I just don't think... MJF can pull it off. I don't think he can go back from where the path he's laid no. out as he's been a heel. I don't there's just no way he can get, get cheered everywhere because he turned the face. This is he's just too much of a dick. The the closest thing to a baby face I think we're ever gonna get from MJF is when he was with Cody. When Cody was a baby face. Yeah. But he was still a heel to everyone else but a baby face to Cody. I think that's the closest we're gonna get to a MJF baby face one. We got uh, Johnny Angel with a 199 Super Chat. Thoughts on the band Corn? Uh, something I used to listen to in high school, bro. Not anymore. My favorite Corn song, by the way, is uh, I would say Follow. Uh, it was all Follow the Leader. Uh, Freak on a Leash. It's my favorite Corn song. Probably one of the best music videos I've ever seen uh, as well. Uh, Gary the New Man with a $10 Super Chat. Oh, hold on, one, one second. I'm sorry. I think one of the things that's going to make it almost impossible for MJF to be a babyface. It's because when he says babyface things, they come off as sarcastic and, and not genuine because we know he's a dick under it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he put the like the, the, the tweets he put out, you know, earlier the earlier this year when he was praising Bruce Pritchard's, you know, story he just sounds like a fucking sarcastic dick yeah there there are just some guys you look at and look at as babyface and heel for the duration of their career uh mjf is talented enough to be a babyface but it's not going to be a true babyface he is always 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 going to be a heel and i don't think he should ever turn babyface for the duration of his career no uh gary the new man with a ten dollar super chat will this be the beginning of AEW's own version of Stone Cold versus Vince. So it's a possibility. I don't know what Tony Khan's got conjuring up in that fucking sick mind of his, but uh, could be. Could be. Yeah. I don't. I don't see TK getting in a ring, but he could have a proxy. Yep. You know, could be. Cesar Tavera with a five dollar super chat at the forum today. Absolutely electric. Hope y'all felt it through the screen. Oh, we did, Cesar. You guys were fucking loud all night, man. Hopefully you kept that same energy for Rampage. Great job out there. Vincent Tarantini with a $9 super chat. Make that OTS belt from your intro. I have one. It's on my wall. You do? AWDS. Matt from Wrestle Rumble got me a belt, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You got me a custom belt. Yeah, I may be bringing it to the meet and greet next time. If we do a meet and greet in Chicago, people can take pictures of it. Wearing it. Uh, AW- that's something I want to bring up to... Um, 
I don't know how many people we got here from Chicago or near Chicago or close to it, anywhere around it. Because I'm thinking about, I thought about doing a meet and greet at a um, movie theater for a w, for an AEW pay per view. So depending on how many people would you know centralize to a movie theater for a big pay per view, I was wondering how many people would actually come out to do it. So I, one of um one of my followers on Twitter brought that up, but that was a pretty damn good idea. Yeah, I'll let you guys know what's going on because I signed up for uh, media uh, media tickets for uh, Forbidden Door, so I haven't really heard back uh, from them yet. Uh, them being AEW, but uh, I don't think anybody in the community has gotten word on the, on their media tickets yet. So I will keep you guys updated on if, I, uh, if I'm going to be in Chicago or not. Uh, moving on here, uh, Vincent Tarantini. Thank you so much, brother. Um, AEW Dynamite was awesome. JD and Jesse number one. Can't wait to bring my OTS sign to another event when I can. Thank you, Vincent. Awesome. Thanks. Raging Girl Gamer with a 21 month re up. Thank you so much, Rage. MJF is a work. LOL, but seriously, whether this is a work or real, it gets more eyes on AEW more than ever. Should TK respond? I think so. He will eventually have to respond, yes. Yeah. You know what? I'm seeing a lot of um, Kira Hogan yeah. um, appearances. I wonder what's going on with Diamante. No, Kiara Hogan and Athena have real life heat. Do they? For what? Diamante tweeted something out, apparently, that was uh, very uh, bizarre. Uh, look that up, Jesse. Maybe she deleted it or not. I don't know. L- look it up for me, because I know I've seen it floating on my Twitter today during the show. Um, okay. Something. It was something very weird about, about backstage in AEW. It seems like her you know, her girl's getting pushed, and she's getting shoved out. Yeah. Uh, she's, not even on, she's not even on Dark anymore. No. Uh, Rage, uh, thank you for the 21 months. I appreciate it. Three months away from that gold microphone. I may have to make uh, some new emojis, man. Some different color emojis. Maybe we'll make a platinum microphone for 48 months or something. Um, Shell Joan with a $20 super chat. No message. Thank you, Shell. Uh, Tan May with a 30-month re-up. Oh, my goodness. MJF cut the promo of the decade. Absolutely, Tan May. Neb with a three-month re-up. WWE needs to take notes. That's how you do a show after a pay-per-view. Also, people thinking MJF would cut a promo in WWE like he did tonight are clowns. Get the fuck out of here. No. MJF would have had the microphone cut off within fucking 10 seconds, man. Blaze with a 499 Super Jet. This MJF TK thing is a shoot work. I'm sure they are planning something big, and I can't wait. Gary, the new man with a $10 Super Jet. That delicious hater and Tony Cake, JD. Yes. Absolutely. With sprinkles and a cherry on top, man. Shell John with the 499 Super Chat. I couldn't send no message on my first Super Chat. Don't know why. I don't know why either, man. That's a YouTube thing, brother. All right. She, she tweeted. Maybe you mean this one was four hours ago. Um, it says, well, um, welcome to AEW where uh, people stop being polite and start getting real. I don't know what the fuck that means. That well, was that, that was clearly tweeted after the Athena segment. Well, that's a tag. That that that's the tagline for the real world. Uh-huh. Um, but what it means in what context? I don't know. Is it about the heat with Athena and Kira Hogan or something? I don't know. Possibly. We don't know. Don't want to make assumptions here. Yeah, definitely an assumption. We don't know for sure. But I do know that Diamante has been very absent from Dark as of late. And Kira Hogan's been on TV 
yeah. as of late. So I don't know. Yeah, Shell, that's a, that's a YouTube thing. Uh, I don't know what to tell you there as far as not sending a message. Johnny Angel with a 199 Super Chat. As a kid, what music did you listen to? Johnny Angel, my dad grew us up on Journey, Rush, Jethro Tull, uh, Van Halen, and the likes of that. Uh, but Led Zeppelin, obviously, Pink Floyd, uh, Collective Soul, anything in that genre of classic rock. And, and then, obviously, I... Uh, I moved on to my own thing, and that was the gateway for me to find, um, you know, bands like Metallica and Slayer and all Snoop that stuff. Dog. So. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I appreciate Snoop Dogg, bro. I appreciate Snoop Dogg. Dr. Dre. Snoop got a new album coming out this summer, too. Should be interesting. Maybe, should Maybe be. Sasha's on it. Nah, yeah. Nah, you know what, man? He just, he just bought the rights to Death Row Records, man. He's going to drop something on Death Row. There you go. So um, maybe she will be. Uh, Johnny Angel, thank you so much. Arby, 065 with a $5 super chat. The TV Network Executive Committee are going to say, take my money after tonight. Awesome show. Alex Perez with a 199 super chat. What will Cody have to do on Sunday to top AEW? I don't think he can. Neither him or Seth are going off the cage, so. I, I mean, off the cage on the top. They may do the, the uh, stereotypical Shawn Michaels flop from the cage off the side. So we'll see what happens there. But that show, that show is looking so lame, man. There's not one SmackDown match as of now on that entire show. Oh, my God, dude. Bobby Trizzle with a $5 Super Chat. Daddy Magic's voice. JD is the wizard of the IWC and sports entertainment. Promo of the decade by MJF. Redeemer is back. OTS number one. I just, Thank you, Bobby. I just text, I just text you a picture, a picture of the AEW on TV just put up a little bit ago with Jamie Hayter in the top left corner. Oh, yeah? I didn't get any text oh. yet. Oh, my God, uh, dude. We will see. We will see. I'm gonna, let, me, uh, let, me, let me get it first. Bobby Trezzle, thank you so much, man. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. I got one thing to say. One Cody Rhodes build AEW to bring back professional wrestling. Seth is an idiot. He thinks Cody Rhodes built AEW to kill WWE. Taking it a little bit too serious there, Joseph Taylor. <laughs> Slow your roll, bro. Oh, I got a, I got a text from Jess. Let me see. Let me see what I'm looking at here. Uh, we got... Uh, God. What am I looking at here? <clears throat> oh. Okay. Yes, bro. Jamie Hayter is a very beautiful woman. I get it. I get it. Yes. I'll just, I'll just like this so everyone else can see it. MGM Bowling with a 999 Super Chat. I haven't been around in a week because I didn't want to see any spoilers until finally watching Double or Nothing yesterday. Glad to be back. Also glad that MJF stuff is a storyline. I got goosebumps from his promo. MGM Bowling, it is so good to have you back in the venue, bro. Frank Aquilino with a 499 Super Chat. Great view on Sunday. I love the five-hour pay-per-views. I feel like I get my money's worth. Awesome promo by MGF, MJF tonight. Thank you so much, Frank. Kern Clock with a 499 Super Chat times two. Tony wasn't playing with the new stage. Ramp camera angles all over. Feel of the show. Look great. One of the best, if not the best dynamite ever. Yes. Tonight felt different, man. It was better than the pay-per-view. I agree. Nah, I wasn't better than the pay-per-view. Hold on. 
right. it, it flowed better. It flowed better. Man, the, those guys put a lot of fucking work in those people. Frank Aquilino on a 499 Super Chat. Britt has dogged it in matches with Rosa, Statlander, Conti, Storm, and Soho. It's like she doesn't want to wrestle anymore. She's killing the division. Who is Britt? I, didn't, I wouldn't say that much now. She's not killing the division as of yet. I said she's becoming the new Charlotte. That's what, Frank, there yet. That's what Frank Aquilino says. Oh, not there yet, bro. Relax. Relax, man. Jerry Ramirez with a 999 Super Chat. I was at the show tonight. My first ever pro wrestling show. Best experience ever. AEW will do that to you, Jerry Ramirez. Now you know when AEW comes back to town, you know where you're going to be. Tyler B with a 999 Super Chat. OTS for life. Best dynamite ever. I think Arthur Ashe may be up there as well with it because of Kenny and Brian. This story with MJF might end with him beating Punk for the title and leaving. That's exactly what's going to happen. How we get him to leave under contract, I don't know. I don't know. How the hell are they going to work that out, bro? Does he just walk? J-Man with... I'm sorry. Let's see what they come up with, man. J-Man, J-Man with a 10-month Super Chat. Easily the best dynamite ever. MJF promo was the best I've ever heard. Love the show as always. JD, you're a goat. Shout out to Jesse as well. You guys kill it. Thank you, J-Man. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Peace with a 999 Super Chat. Rank these four pay-per-views from AEW the past year. Best to worst. All out. Full gear. Revolution. Double or nothing. For me, all out goes number one. Because Punk's debut match. And DB and Cole surprises. Easy. Revolution, all out, full gear, double or nothing. I don't remember. Because they're so damn good, that's why. They, they are. <laughs> Johnny Angel with a 199 Super Chat. Thoughts on Ray Liotta's death? It sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, I, I mean. Was there a cause yet? Uh, I have not heard. Michael Evans with a $10 Super Chat. I had a feeling the moment he was announced, we were getting MJF's pipe bomb tonight. I have no words because it was incredible. Great show. LA crowd was on fire. Had a pay-per-view feel. Pay-per-view feel easy. 10 out of 10 tonight. It was a very, it was a great show. I don't know if you want to say a very good show. That would be uh, disrespectful. It was a great show tonight. Yeah. Bones ATL with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking? And then he donates $20 in Super Chat. I believe this was a work from the beginning. All the way back when MJ started talking about WWE on that podcast. Greatest storyline in years. I do think most of his grievances are real, though. Yeah. That's what makes it so great. And if they're not real, you know, good job by them grabbing onto something that is um, very believable. Yes. Because that, that's a very believable, you know, shoot storyline. I mean, because we know guys are coming in at high money, and we know that the originals didn't get offered that kind of money. Yeah. So great job. Thank you, Bones. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, we, on the ver- we are definitely on the verge of something tremendous. Uh, Rene Marquez with the 499 CBJ. MJF wins in Chicago. The AW Championship and heads into Grand Slam as champion. I can see that. Hologram with a $5 Super Chat. MJF mentions Grand Slams. Chicago is a huge baseball city, right? What if Punk versus MJF at All Out is at Wrigley Field? It's a possibility, man. We talked about that. Mad Men. It's a work, JD. No shit. We talked about it for about 57 minutes in the open of the show. Did you just get to the venue late, man? We're about to fucking close and we're on last call. 
Somebody fill Mad Men in. Because I don't feel like talking to Mad Men when he just got to the venue and missed three hours of a great <laughs> fucking show. Okay, now talk about this, because I just got here. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, what? Yeah, let's all sit down and go over in the last 57 minutes for Mad Men, please. Bro, Thunder Rosa showed up to the chat late. Did she? she? Well, not now, not this oh. one. The last one. But when she showed up and she was like, oh, did I miss my match being reviewed? We know what we told her? Yeah, you got to hit rewind and go back and watch it. Yeah, but we, we gave her some... Uh some uh, opinion when she was yeah, here. But we still made her go back and watch it. Why would we fucking do it all over again for Mad Men? I don't know. Unless Mad Men is uh, on Thunder Rose's team in Thunder Rose's camp. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, bro. Hologram, thank you so much, brother. We talked about that as well, man. Danny Boy with a $5 super chat. I was there tonight, JD. It was a fun experience. I hope AEW can come back to LA. I'm sure they will, brother. Glad you had a good time, man. Tommy Brannigan with a five-month membership. Dynamite was awesome tonight, and that promo was so dynamic. And the JD Jesse team, you guys are the best. OTS for life. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Tommy Brannigan with a five-month. Trey Van Garrick with a 999 Super Chat. After that promo, I can't imagine MJF and WWE. We wouldn't have gotten one-tenth of that if he jumped ship. Godlike episode of Dynamite tonight. Wonder what WWE is going to do once again to copy what MJF did. I don't know, man. But they need some sort of realism, man. If they have one-tenth of the realism that's in this fucking promo on their television show, we'll be a lot better off for it. Punk and FTR tagged uh, Stone Cold in a picture um, of them drinking um, his IPAs. Well, FTR is drinking the IPAs. Nice. They tagged them tonight. Oh, now, now Mad Men wants to ask who's next for Thunder Rosa, bro. I don't have a fucking Magic 8-Ball, bro. I don't have a Crystal Ball. I'm not a wizard like fucking Chris Jericho. Why don't you go tweet him? Maybe he knows. Danny Boy, thank you. Brannigan, uh, Brannigan thank you so much, brother. Trey Van Garrick, thank you, man. Uh, Susan D'Angelo, D'Ambrosio, I'm sorry. Tony D'Angelo. Susan D'Ambrosio with an eight-month membership. I applaud MJF and TK for playing us. It was gold. I love it. Dynamite was awesome tonight. MJF, promo of the year. OTS for life. Bay Bay. Thank you, Susan. Golden Boy with a $5 Super Chat. With the executive there tonight, it had to show AEW's top-notch, correct? Plus, I would love for Wardlow to go after the TNT title and feud with Miro. Oh, that's right. They did have the executives there tonight. Yes. Germ Bow Slice with a new membership. Thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Our Future Media with a $5 Super Chat. The Grand Slam mentioned... Could be the destination for the Punk MJF title match at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and MJF could win the title in New York City. I don't know how they're going to do it, man. That's what is so great about this ride, brother. We don't know. We'll find out. JT Golden with a 499 Super Chat. I'm ready for Jesse's shoot promo about his tacos. Jesse, if them tacos don't send me to the bathroom, they ain't good, bro. Sorry, I guess my tacos ain't good, man. By the way, Thunder Rosa is getting a taco truck in the new uh, beer garden. You guys already uh, seen a teaser of, uh, of it on uh, on Twitter. I sent Jesse the 70% render. He has, he, 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 he has not said anything about it. No. His, his taco truck is not prominent in the intro. Sorry, bro. When you get on Thunder Rosa's level, bro, I'll give you a fucking taco truck. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Mad Men, I accept your apology, bro. 
No worries, man. I'm only joking around. I got to be a sarcastic asshole on stream, man. I'm a New Yorker. Jesse knows. Yeah. JT Golden with a 499 Super Chat. Thank you so much, man. Outsider Kid with a 5 Super Chat. That promo by MJF was fire. I want people to admit that TK is a genius. I'll admit the promo is better than CM Punk's pipe bomb, and that's tough. Can't say it's better than the pipe bomb, bro. The pipe bomb's been around, like Jesse said, for about 10, 11 years now. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't confidently say that that it was better. I'm not gonna say it wasn't as good, but just let's let it marinate for a little while and see how it holds up. Francis Loop with a five dollar super chat. Everybody's talking about the booty meat. Can't forget the most beautiful one. Your TBS, your next TBS or AWN champion, Jamie Hader. Yes, man. Yes, Francis Luke, we, we know Jamie Hader has magnificent booty meat. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That's Tony Brown stick, man. Copyright infringement. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Hexham with a $50 super chat. Thank you so much. Nathan Hexham was fortunate that I was at Double or Nothing and the show tonight. Both were amazing shows, and the way the arena shifted from booing MJF to chanting his name was otherworldly, he says. So watch the entire buildup from beginning to end is a complete treat. I don't know, man. I, I would not take the, uh, I would not take the cheering of MJF to be too serious at this point. It was only the Los Angeles fans just showing appreciation for how great he is. That's all it is. AM Mudkip with a seven-month membership. Thank you so much, man. Just got home from the show, my first wrestling show ever, and it was amazing. Thank you for the recommitment to the VIP club, bro. What happened? Like somebody was backstage at Dynamite. And who was uh, who was that? It's like one Miss April Brooks, sir. Oh, I'm not surprised. Got pictures here with Britt Baker. And, oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, um, Dan Housen. April was backstage, man. Well, her husband is uh, AEW World Champion, so I'm not I'm not surprised. There you go. Omega Kong with a $5 Super Chat. MJF had me believing this was real all weekend. Had me speechless. That is legendary work. AEW evolved tonight. Super Saiyan level like Gohan. Nathan Hexen with a 999 Super Chat again. Thank you, brother, for the 50 and another 10 for both shows. It's been my first wrestling show since my dad's passing. And first in AEW. Absolutely amazing. Keep up the great work, guys. OTS for life. Thank you, Nathan. Sap is saying that it was definitely uh, real when it started back in March, and they turned it into a uh, turned it into a work. Of course they did. Yep. It's got to cover his ass somehow, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they didn't fool me. <laughs> they got they you, got, bro. Yeah, they got to He's got to cover his ass somehow. Yeah. That he got they something got wrong. Just admit that you were wrong, and that you were all played like a fiddle. We were all played like a fiddle. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all right. It doesn't happen often. Although, although I do believe, and I kind of feel bad for especially guys like Meltzer sometimes. Sap is usually pretty dead on, but I think sometimes people feed Meltzer bullshit just to have him look bad on the show. I agree. Uh, Sassy2208 with a $20 super chat. I just want to thank you both for great programming. I'm suffering through lupus, and you guys make the struggle easier. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. So sorry. We, we are here, man. Anytime you need us, man. Anytime. Every... I'm here all week, and, and Jesse and I are here every Wednesday, man. Unless something yes. something comes up. So, you got us to rely on, brother. 
Francis Loop with a $5 super chat. So who's the heel and who's the babyface? Again, Tay Conti or Paige Van Zant. Also, saw the 10-man tag with L.A. With the L.A. Uh, Dogu on Dark last week. I really loved it. The L.A. Dojo. Oh, uh, Dojo. Yeah. It, it, that's, I guess that's a New Japan faction. L.A. Dojo was oh, on yeah. Dark. Okay. Deckard with a four-month membership. Great show. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Thank you, Deckard. Thank you for the four months, brother. Jesus with a 999 Super Chat. I haven't been able to Super Chat due to getting a new apartment, but what a show tonight. Jesus, you picked the right night for Super Chat, brother. What a show. DJ Foot Clan with a $5 Super Chat. The MJF stuff is some of the best storytelling I've seen in all my 44 years of life when it comes to pro wrestling. I love that it blurs lines of reality. We may be looking at a monumental fucking story when all is said and done, brother. Yeah. Joey Clemenza with a $10 Super Chat. Miro is back. I can't tell you how much I've missed that. I missed those horns. That was a perfect show tonight. 10 out of 10. Dynamite. Thank you for another banger review. JD and Jesse Kings of the IWC. You know it, brother. Number one tonight with 3,700 plus in the venue, man. Nice. Israel with a 13-month membership. Thank you, man. This show was great. And that MJF promo was fire. It made, me, uh, it made me have my eyes glued to the TV set. This will go down as one of the best segments ever. Thank you for 13 months, Israel. You're less than uh, another year from that golden microphone, man. Me Wilson with a 1999 Super Chat. This was an awesome show tonight. Great review, guys. The E-Marks are going to have fun with the MJF promo saying stuff about AEW. JD and Jesse, you guys are great. Also, Tony Khan can take my money verse for Punk versus Tanahashi. Yeah. Tony Khan's uh, all right, like Jesse said. Tony Khan's already got your money, but you you're going to deliver a great fucking show and not skimp on the show because he knows you got your money. Well, he knows you, he's got your money. Uh, me, Wilson, thank you for the 1999. Angel, once again, thank you for the $150 Super Chat. Dynamite was great as usual. MJF promo work was awesome. The MJF uh, thing and him going to the WWE anytime soon, not happening. As you, JD, and BC, tell it like it is. About how horrible the creative is at WWE. All the others in the wrestling community besides Jesse are WWE shills. Most of them are shills, bro. Yes. Nate. Yeah. With a 499 Super Chat. Could we see Eddie Kingston light Jericho on fire during Blood and Guts? Amazing Dynamite. Can't wait for the next month of AEW television. The only way Jericho's being lit on fire is if he has his jacket on and he never takes his jacket off. A la Bray Wyatt when Randy Orton lit him on fire in that Inferno match. Which was Who's awful. losing their hair? Ortiz? Yes. Jericho's not cutting his hair. Yeah, I figure as much. Uh, Robert Lamar with a $5 super chat. JD and Jesse, who do you think is the greater heel? 2018 Tommaso Ciampa or 2022 MJF? Come on, bro. M- MJF. Come on, bro. What type, what type of question is that? And and I don't, I don't like questions like that only because the answer make it sound like like Champo was not a good heel, yeah. you know. But someone has to be a winner per that scenario. Yes. But Champo was fucking great, man. Brother Love with a one ninety nine super chat. York knew of JD and Jesse. I love you. Thank you for the one ninety nine, Bruce. Israel with a five dollar super chat. This dynamite was great, like usual. And finally, Miro showed up. I hope TK booked Miro right and brings in CJ Perry, and all will be well in the world. We may see her, man. I agree, yeah. 
Diego with a $20 super chat, and then he retracts the message. Why? I don't know. I guess thank you. Thank you, brother. Lucio with a $4.99 super chat. Left the show with the homie Hoodlum666. Great show. Now we eating tacos and drinking beers. Cheers. Sounds like a great night, man. Early enough over there on the West Coast for you guys to do that. Love it. Brother Love with the 199 Super Chat. New York of JD and Jesse. I love you. Thank you again, Bruce. Thank you. Diego with a 999 Super Chat. First show, MJF the GOAT. Been watching since 2016 in middle school. Now a junior in college. Seeing your platform grow has been crazy. You deserve it. You and Jesse, cute as fuck. Sour cream, tacos, suck. Jesse for the win. There you go, man. Talking about. There we go. Thank you, Diego. I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 Super Chat after the MGF promo tonight. How quick does WWE try to convince Sasha and Naomi to come back to pull a work shoot storyline too? Uh, Jacob, <laughs> they're on the phone. As soon as MJF cut the mic. More, Tony Khan cut the mic, bro, on MJF. As soon as that was over, man, they're on the phone with Sasha and Naomi to come back. Is it going to have the same impact? No. No. Because we know exactly how Sasha and Naomi feel, and they want out. MJF may want out, but not right now. Nathan X, I'm going to 499 Super Chat. Going back to the Genie name for the TNT title. Genie Bus also owns Women of Wrestling with AJ Lee and Tessa Blanchard. Yes, she does. That's correct. I forgot about that. No more Tessa Blanchard, though. No more Tessa, though, but yeah. AJ Lee, yes. Or April. Yes. April Brooks. Yes. Robert Lamoa with a $5 Super Chat. Speaking of Tony Storm, how's her OnlyFans, JD? I'm thinking of subscribing to I don't know. I'm not subscribed to it. Oh, come on. Just tell the guy how I'm not is, subscribed man. to it, bro. I don't know what you're talking send, about. Send him a DM. He'll tell you how it is on DMs. Kelly with a two-month membership. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'd rather wrestle in AEW Dark than be sitting on the sidelines in Titus Catering and not giving a chance to show the fans who I am like Zia Lee. Zia Lee is going to end up being released when all is said and done. Zia Lee had a uh, vignette promo that WWE released on their web on their uh, Twitter account today, Jesse, uh, teasing the return of Tion Shaw. I know, you don't care. I'm sorry. Who the, who the fuck is that? You know, the 1,000-year-old entity that came out with her, with her? Oh, oh. The one that was written by Jeremy Borash? Yeah, yeah I, rem I remember that now. I never saw it, but I just remember you guys talking about it on the review and stuff. I never saw it. Ryan Berg becomes a new member. Thank you, Ryan. What are you drinking tonight, brother? Uh, Kenny Omega Goat with a Australia Mike. $7 Super Chat. $7.99 Super Chat. I think we are getting Adam Cole versus Okada. And Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Be interesting to you. Moxley wrestles. Guess no women's matches on the show. Do they have women's wrestling in New Japan? Yes. Uh, Stardom works with uh, New Japan, I believe. But no. But no, 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 no. They don't have women wrestling no. in New Japan. No. Stardom is their women. Yes. Okay. Issa says, I took a cold shower and I'm still not over that MGF promo. Jesus Christ, Issa taking a cold shower and serving beverages in the venue, man. What a talented woman she is. Be careful, Nobody man. Nobody even see her walk jealous. away. Huh? Roman's going to get jealous, man. She'll be creaming over MJ. Roman ain't getting jealous, man. Roman, uh, Roman don't get jealous. Okay. I 
Ryan Berg and Kenny Omega go. Thank you so much, man. Oh, Adam Cole versus Okada? No, I think Adam Cole is going to be uh, mixed in with uh, the Bucks somehow against the Bullet Club, man. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're getting Brian versus Okada. Uh, because I am a wizard with a $5 super chat. Love the name, brother. What's up, JD and Jesse? What are y'all drinking? Also, who is the first challenger for Punk outside Forbidden Door? MJF? Probably MJF, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if they do something in between, then yeah, oh, they got to go straight to MJF. Yeah. Ryolf Wildfire with a 499 Super Chat. That MJF nuke bomb will be remembered forever. Got my Forbidden Door ticket sent to my phone. It's going to be one crazy pay-per-view. AEW knows what the fans want. It's going to be a great show, man. Uh, Jeremy DeJesus with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. I just joined today. My girlfriend, Mohika. And I are big fans. This OTS has always been the go-to after shows or pay-per-view. Jeremy and Mojica, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. The professional guy with a $2 super chat. MJF is a made man if he stays in AEW. WWE is awful. I think he knows that. But he sees Cody succeeding, so he feels like he can do the same thing. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $2 super chat. Everyone loves the booty meat. Yes, they do. Why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. OG Shingo with a 499 Super Chat. As a New Japan wrestling fan, uh, I was disappointed to see Tana duck Moxley again. This is a match we've been waiting for since 2019. Their fatal four-way in DC was amazing. Oh, really? There's uh, there's something brewing there? I think so. Uh, OG, I I don't know why you'd be upset, man. This is not the only year that Forbidden Door is happening. I'm assuming if... There still is a working relationship that we get it next year as well. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. Because I'm a wizard with a $5 Super Chat. Johnny Gargano should be Johnny Elite Wrestling. And Morrison should go by his real name, John Hennigan. Well, that didn't, that wouldn't really play into uh, John Hennigan's <laughs> way of joining a company and taking the company name or said show's name. It's his thing, bro. Uh, Robert Lamo with a $5 Super Chat. Man, JD, you got me crying on that Barry Goldwater guy. Great review and awesome show tonight. Thank you, Robert. I love to think of myself as a comedian sometimes. Uh, Brother Love in the chat loves Issa, apparently. He loves everybody. Ernie Vasquez with a 199 Super Chat. First wrestling show in 10 years, AEW. It was fucking fire. Ernie, I know. I wasn't there, but I felt it. Freddie Prince Jr. was there. Was he? Yeah, in the crowd. He's like uh, three rows back. There you go. Looking yeah. for inspiration. Freddie, call me, bro. There you you need a commentary team, man. Me and Solomon, so got you done, man. You got you got, a, you got everything you need in us, man. Also, rest in peace to um, former Dallas Cowboy running back, Marion Barber III. He passed away today? Yeah, he's found dead today in his, in his apartment in Dallas. How old oh, is he? Fort Worth. Um, I believe he was like 38. Christ, I want to say. That's way too young, man. 38. Way Former, too young. And he was really fucking good, man. He was a killer. He was a killer. He wasn't one of those, you know, bench riders or once in a while get to run. No, Marion Barber was a beast, man. Rest in peace, man. That sucks. Ernie Vasquez, thank you, brother. Justin Striplin with a 499 Super Chat. The fact that tonight was the first AEW show on the West Coast, it makes me hopeful for an AEW show to take place here in the state of Washington. 
Um, I do think that you guys do get Washington uh, and AEW this year. Just give Tony, Con- Brian. give Tony Khan some time, man. He's working on it. Yeah, because Brian. Yeah. Todd Twiley with a five-dollar super chat. If retelling Cena Punk story with Punk playing Cena doesn't MJF win as a babyface at Grand Slam in New York? No. It could be. I don't, again, I don't know what Tony Khan is thinking, but it could happen. But in Chicago, it would probably make the most sense. Yeah. Anthony Hayes with a five-dollar super chat. No message. Thank you, Anthony Hayes. Current clock with a one ninety-nine super chat. Hopefully, my other super chat was sent. Uh, I didn't get anything, man. I'm reading through them right now as they come in, man. R.A. with a 199 Super Chat. Was there live? TV didn't show CM Punk on stage. Yes. Jesse and I talked about it, R.A. Randy B. with a $2 Super Chat. Shout out to the best duo in the IWC OTS for life. Thank you, Randy B. Thank you. R.A. with another 199 Super Chat. He says, towards the end of the MGF promo. Yes, we talked about it, brother. And then he says, Popeye's chicken. I don't eat Popeye's chicken, man. I don't eat fast food. If I eat chicken, I'm making chicken at home. Gary, the new man with a $15 super chat. Thank you, Gary, the new man. Nothing against the promo. Realized I got caught up in the work, and now I'm wondering why I let myself get worked up over the work. LOL. It's all good, guys. Remember back in the day when you didn't know the ins and outs of behind-the-scenes shit in wrestling? Yes. It was fun. It's all right, man. It's all right to be fooled. Yeah. All the dirt sheets are trying to not cover up, uh, are trying to cover up their uh, their mistakes. They're 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 misreporting. Yeah, they're misreporting. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! It was real before, but now they worked it into a uh, now they worked the shoot into a work. Relax, guys. Okay. We get it. You okay. get worked. We did too. Whatever. Okay. Neb with a two dollars super chat. Jesse, we're out of Lysol in the venue. Get on it, geek. Lysol. Who took a dump in the bathroom? Lysol. Come on, man. All right. Justin Strippen with a 499 Super Chat. Tanahashi versus Punk for the AW Championship at Forbidden Door. Take my fucking money. That is going to be a classic match. Yes, it is. But it won't be the only classic on that show. Nope. Jeremy Lewis with a 10-month membership. I missed the show tonight here, but I was catching up on Dynamite to see what to expect for the next week when I'll be fourth row repping OTS. I'll tweet you. Thank you, Jeremy. I look forward to that, brother, as always. With yes. a 10-month membership, man. Thank you so much. Kelly with a 499 Super Chat. Watch WWE is going to copy MJF's pipe bomb with the piss. I mean, the Miz. By the way, Jesse, sub to your channel doesn't mean going to eat your tacos, though. Yes, you will. Just be careful, uh, Kelly. Yes, you will. Ca- Everybody just, just be careful. I heard, his, I heard his Pico making skills are adequate at best. Uh, believe it or not, I may I'm not gonna lie. I don't make my own pico. No, not that I can't. I just I, I'm too lazy to. And store bought pico is perfectly fine if, if you're buying it fresh from a deli. I don't like pico that's soggy, bro, or wet. Yeah, you gotta get it fresh. Yes, you gotta get it fresh. Yeah, yeah. nothing better, man. Jeremy Lewis with a ten dollars Jack Let's Jamiro back, and the MGF promo was insane. I don't know what is planned for him, but I hope he's going to make a break for the title soon. Just wanted to show a little extra love for all that you do. Thank you, Jeremy Lewis. I appreciate you, brother. With that 10-month and a $10 super chat. Look at you, man. Uh, Kenny the uh, Kenny Omega Goat with a $7.99 Australia might. I think the first challenge for Punk should be Kingston at Grand Slam, and MJF wins it all out. Also, when do you make Kingston the world champion? He's not going to I don't think champion. you make. I don't think you make Kingston the world champion. If Eddie Kingston wins the championship, it would be the TNT title. 
Yeah. And and again, one of those things, not a knock on the guy. There have been plenty, plenty of Hall of Fame caliber wrestlers who never won a world title. Yes. I mean, and I mean, the business would not be the same without them. And they had never won a world title. Eddie Kingston can be one of those guys. Mr. Perfect never won a world championship. Look at him. Yes. One of the greatest of all time. Yep. Jake the Snake. Razor Ramon. Man, please. Quite the uh, company there, man. Yeah. Uh, Kal-El with a $2 super chat. Love you guys. Sour cream and Mustangs rule, he says. Oh, my God. This... Kal-El, I appreciate you, man. You're going to love the new Mustang in the new venue, bro. In the new Bugard. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. New York off of your lips, though. You guys are going to see the back of the car instead of seeing the front of the car, man. So you're going to see uh, you're going to see the Mustangs <laughs> assets. It'll be great, guys. We are done here, Jesse. We're done here, man. We had Ugh. Ugh. we had a tremendous night. We had nice. super chats out the ass. We had five new members. We had 3,700 enter the venue. We have 2,300 plus still lingering about, trying to pay their bills. It's awesome, man. Guys, if you want to go follow, go follow on Twitter at JD from NY206, Chi-Town Smart. Go follow Jesse's channel as well. Subscribe to him. He does the dark live streams and the reactions. Rampage when I'm not around or I'm doing House of Glory. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos on the channel, man. Monday Night Raw, we got... Double or nothing, OTS 432. It's all there for you. Today's extra as well. Go check out today's extra. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Continue to hit that thumbs up, guys. We are 200 away from 2,000, man. Can we get 2,000 likes before we go off the air? 2,000 likes, man. Let's try for it. And I'll see you guys back again Friday, man. I may be... Out of commission at some point during the weekend, man. I'll be in Atlantic City at the Atlantic City Beer Fest. So there will be no live off the script 433 this weekend. I'm going to give you as many extras as I can to keep you updated on all the news. And then we'll be live on Friday and live again on Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Guys, I'm getting out of here. Jesse's getting out of here. I need two things from me. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs, those Mustang emojis. I want to see them in the chat. And everybody, when that music comes on and you hear that guitar solo and the sweet sounds of Pilot, I need that music on max. Guys, I'll see you back tomorrow for more extra Friday Live in the OTS venue for SmackDown right here on OTS. I'll see you, I'll see you guys later.